Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best MCU character. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcast should have a theme song. Podcast should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, that's that opening music that I love. Oh, are you going to do more? No, I was just doing the the little... I don't think people need Mark, a whole opening of... Do you, do you bum, know the rest bum, of it? Bum, 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 bum. I don't know how exactly that, like, the legato uh, stuff goes. All right, that was a great episode. So, <laughs> so anybody who doesn't know what that was, that was the MCU opening music, because today we are talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and mm-hmm. we are going to uncover once and for all who the greatest character in the MCU is. And we have a very special guest here to do this with us. Yes, that's right. He is the host of the Minority Corner podcast right here on the Maximum Fun Network. He also worked for Marvel Doing uh, red carpet interviews, he's doing man on the street stuff for Thwip, and he's—I uh, would describe him as a. Uh, this I remember. This is our second time recording this inside baseball. <laughs> Internet went out in Southern California on Wednesday night. We were recording it. This is Friday, all in July. You're hearing this in in August or maybe even September. But the internet went out. But I described him as as a human ray of sunshine, which yeah. I stand by. It's oh yeah, James Arthur. <laughs> James Arthur, thanks for being here. It's so good to be here. I mean, I'm glad that we're ex- acknowledging how the sausage is made, that this is mm-hmm. literally take two. I yeah. feel like, you know, I feel like I now know what people felt like at the end of Infinity War when people got snapped away. Because it was like, <laughs> you two got snapped away from the Zoom. And it was just like, at first it was, at first it was Hal. And then, it was, and then I was, and then I could just hear Mark. He was like, oh, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And like, <laughs> it was just me. Mr. Stark. Mr. Stark. Yeah. <laughs> gets me every time and then um and then here we are i guess i i got the infinity stones and i we're back to the time continuum oh. we're good to go oh. well thank yes. god and thank you for your patience and for coming back and i do have to say hal and i were texting each other afterwards i was like did someone tell james like he might still be <laughs> trapped in the zoom room and i texted hal, i was like please please somebody tell james he is a delight <laughs> yeah. i was like he is a delight that's right so we are we're both huge fans of you and very excited Likewise, yes. I'm excited to do back into this conversation. Actually, too, I mean, you two are going very hard in on Endgame. And I had was very honest and said, like, Mm -hmm. I'd only seen it once because I have a lot of feelings about Endgame. Mm -hmm. In the time span, I've I rewatched not I rewatched a lot of movies, actually, because I've been doing this uh, Marvel rewatch of watching the movies in actual like chronological plot line oh, okay. order. So okay. like uh like First Avenger then, then Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. Yes. And mm-hmm. it is such a cool way to re- watch it because mm-hmm. by the second movie you know that Captain Marvel is out there running around doing stuff, you know? Yeah. And there's just something really like really cool and amazing about that and then like it's sort of there's certain caveats you can't watch the end credit sequence for that one. Um right. and then mm-hmm. Phase 2 is a bit of a mess. 
and I found a great wor- order to rewatch that. Mm-hmm. Um, and phase two is such a mess. Do you want the tea? And maybe it's our yeah. Game. Give us the tea. Yeah. Okay. Oh, the reason why phase two kind of feels a little clunky and like we're just kind of repeating a lot of stuff is because this is the time period where Kevin Feige, like our god of Marvel, right? right? Mm-hmm. He almost left around that time because this is when like Marvel Entertainment, Marvel Studios wasn't quite fully its own entity. It was still underneath Marvel Entertainment, and the head of it, Ike, who cares? Like he's a deadbeat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ike. Deadbeat. I uh, he was just he like was a penny pincher. He didn't like taking risks, and so Kevin Feige wanted to do things like Black Panther and Captain Marvel early on. But this guy just wanted to do like the formula stuff, and he right. used to stress Kevin Feige out so much. Kevin was like, "I'm gonna leave," and then I think Bob Iger was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, I." I smell where the money is, and uh, it's not with you, Ike. So then he uh, separated Marvel Studios and Marvel Entertainment, started doing the Marvel TV, and uh, and you notice Phase 3 is chock full of just wham-bam, thank you, ma'ams, like, new characters, like, Thor Thor Ragnarok's finding its voice, like, it just Mm -hmm. is really... I don't know. Like, it just feels so rich compared to, like, Phase 2. It's like, oh, we kind of did this already, so... Well, I'm glad that you brought up the phases because I think after our conversation the other day, I was like, "How this? We could talk for a thousand hours about this." And we we've non-stop. already been talking like for about forty five minutes, and, and we and then nowhere. we started, yeah, and yeah. had gotten nowhere. Yeah. So, so maybe for the best that, so that we got I, snapped away, <laughs> right? Yeah, Mark, be, before you jump in, mm-hmm. the the one thing I want to say from that initial recording was, if, if I'm remembering, part of the reason why you didn't rewatch Endgame at first was because of of what happened with Natasha. Yes. Uh yeah, totally. So I and I think just a lot of like for me, a lot of the female characters and any of the diverse characters that we had gotten in phase three were mm-hmm. either kind of like sidelined and, you know, gone away. Like I feel like Gamora got fridged, which is sort of like a term that they use in comic books when uh they kill a female character to be like the reason why a male character does something, right? Mm-hmm. Um and that was what's that called? Uh fridge, fridging a character. And that comes I never heard from that. that. That's a sad thing that is common, huh? Yes, and it came from I think in Green Lantern, his girlfriend was murdered and put in a refrigerator, and he was like, "I will avenge her," and it's just a thing <laughs> that happens. And yeah, so I mean, like in the comics, Thanos is just trying to—he's in love with death, death personified, mm-hmm. and I thought right. that's where they were going to go with it because yes. they introduced Hela, the goddess of death, right beforehand. I'm like, oh, this is great! Like he's how sick—he's in love with her and he's trying to impress her, and then he just, Hela was like, Ragnarok, right? Yeah, yeah. instead he's yes. just like, I'm going to fridge my daughter. Oh, I'm sad. Um, <laughs> and well, like, yeah, there are some nice things that they changed, though. We didn't get yeah. gross, melty nebula. Oh, and, this is true. Yes. And there's a great <laughs> nod to that comic line in the in the post credit sequence to the initial Avengers, the first post credit sequence. Yes. Where he says to to challenge them is to court death, and that's the he reveal. Smiles. That's the first time we see him. Yes. Yes. And he smiles and you're like, ooh, this is where they're gonna go. And then it's just like, no, I guess he just like to turn to the camera. Thanos, he loves yeah. the camera. Thangles. <laughs> but the, the, the thing with Endgame that really, like, I was rewatching it and still, I had all the same, like, grumbles about it rewatching it, but I was able to appreciate it because, like, I had no expectations. I knew where it was going. Uh, but yeah, like, I really think that Haw- Hawkeye, like, fuck, I, uh, that guy, like, he, he, the actor as well, because he's doing some tomfoolery. Like, I can't separate the art from the artist. Mm-hmm. I, so I, I'm watching. I'm like, yes, kill yourself, Hawkeye. You've <laughs> murdered a yeah. bunch of people. You're going to go also, look at your Also, we heard wife. your album. 
Yes, for that intense purpose, you should We heard your uh, album and saw your Jeep ads that were all about your album. But we then, need you to, to jump off that cliff and save the universe, please. Like, on that note, go. But also the discussion around that that I want to save yes. is this idea that w- I think one of our criteria for what is the best character, because mm, there are so many, so many, is what is their overall arc? And, and Natasha's right. arc, it makes sense that she is the one who willingly sacrifices herself because she starts out as the person with too much red in her. She really starts out a, a programmed assassin who has her life taken away from her. Then she right. – she just becomes a trained killer. Then she is on the path to redemption by the time we hit Avengers. But we don't really know if she'll ever get there or not. She has so much red in her ledger. Can she ever wipe mm-hmm. it out? And and her progression that from sort of lone wolf to the den mother of the Avengers mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. to the person who is willing to give herself like her ultimate sacrifice, the thing that wipes out everything she ever did was – sacrificing her own life to save half of the entire universe. Right. Yeah. Like they can't do it without her. You did say you yeah. said something the other day to sort of put a button on Black Widow, who it, it's tough because we don't we haven't seen her movie yet. Yes. Because it would be mm-hmm. so different. Like in a like different her and her sister and all yeah, that. Like, like in right. a different alternate universe we maybe have that thing that like solidifies. Cause like part of it's hard to follow her plot line because I feel like she's been such a plot device of like whatever mm-hmm. male director was like, Oh, let's throw Black Widow in here and how do I need her in this one? Ooh, she's a sexist spy in this one. Yeah. Or, you know, like oh she's hulk's love interest in this one like so that through line isn't there as much so you Mm -hmm. gotta make it up on your own but yeah like in a different universe we have seen the movie and we could like identify fully if she is the best like it's hard because we're at a handicap with natasha right but uh but your friend when you said i can't believe that it should it should have been hawkeye i can't believe it was black widow yes and your friend's oh. response was, said, don't take this away from her. Oh, yeah. It wasn't my friend. It was, uh, the fight choreographer. Oh, yeah. No, my, yeah, my friend. It was my friend, the fight choreographer. Yeah, I totally friend. know the fight choreographer. Yeah. The fight choreographer <laughs> was saying, um, cause originally they were going back and forth and it was going to be Hawkeye who was going to go off the cliff. Yay. I love that universe. And the fight choreographer was like, don't you take that away from her. Yeah. And so it is like, I do appreciate that she does get to be the sacrifice. I mean, she gets to self sacrifice right i guess my problem is when you come back there's already so few female characters right. at that point when you get to endgame like nebula's kind of like it's old nebula's taking her plate like the mm-hmm. the 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 good nebula's you know off in the wrong year so i think that was sort of the frustration of it and she also like kept the avengers like together like i like i, I love it like when endgame and this is i would like to or we can i'm gonna throw a nomination in here already really? okay I like get so giddy. I love the first part of Endgame and the uh, the last part of Endgame. And I think Mm -hmm. partly it is because I'm going to throw this in there and I know they're not been in a lot of movies, but I think Captain Marvel is definitely a contender for one of the best characters because she's so powerful. They had to sideline her. For most of the movie. She comes a crash. She's the down. Deus Ex Machina. She is the Deus Ex Machina, yeah. Mm-hmm. She actually in the comics that's kind of reserved for Adam Warlock to be the Deus Ex Machina. But mm, right. I had a feeling once I saw Captain Marvel, I was like, oh, I think she's gonna be the Deus Ex Machina, because you see her just mess up she just plows through all these different ships, right? Yeah. And and she like literally saves that like they were gonna be done had mm-hmm. she not come crashing down. And she's out there like protecting the entire universe she keeps making like comments of like hey listen like there's other planets uh, aside from earth she's literally protecting 
the galaxy. And she also does it in a way like I love Brie Larson does a great job with her um, in the sense that like she's got the right amount of snark as well. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. we love a Marvel character who's also got like some snarkiness to them. Yeah. Right. Her little sure. hey, Peter Parker. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> or she like, or when she first meets Thor, he gets the hammer and she doesn't even flinch. And she gives him this sort of like, but she's not confrontational. She just gets, she's, she's met every personality in the galaxy. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, she even yeah. says to Rhodey, Rhodey's like, Hey, little woman, I don't know what you're doing. And she's like, listen, there's a lot of other planets out there in gal- that galaxy. And if only they had had you all, like mm-hmm. she's able to like under, undercut it. And I think it's only because of what's his face, uh, that, uh, Ike guy that we didn't get Captain Marvel sooner and we would yeah. have been able. And I think also I'm coming off of that. I've watched it in the narrative that she's the second movie. So, mm-hmm. and she's the reason why the Avengers even get their name. Like she literally lays down the groundwork for everything else that is to come. Yeah. And her movie alone, like even when you talk about arc, her arc in her movie <sighs> by itself, yes. like discovering her power yep. and the, mm-hmm. the, the parallel, the allegory of being controlled by men and yep. being, yes. uh, being gaslit. She's basically being gaslit the entire movie. Entire movie, yeah. And literally is bound by those bracers on her wrists. And yep. when she embraces her power, then she blossoms and uh and becomes the most powerful she definitely in terms of if we're looking at the most powerful hero the, hands down yeah there's no yeah, there's, there's no, there's no stopping like, that her. would be that would be that yeah and i, I think yeah. she also, also is one of the best origin movies too like you said like it's it's interesting just the way it plays with time where you are in the in the galaxy i appreciate that she doesn't her relationship with her friend was just so beautiful. Like something I'd never mm. seen before it being yeah. the, the basis of it. And you really do go through this sort of like full sort of arc. They start you in the middle of the action, but then we unpack and see sort of what's going on and how it fits into the larger narrative. So I would just like to nominate her. I'm not saying that's who my, my vote is, but yeah. And, and if the movie starts in a blockbuster, I mean, there you go. It just gets you like nostalgia strings all the way over there. I love the way they do time periods, the, the ways that they let you know yeah. where in the timeline you are. They yes. do fun little subtle things uh, that are just, great. And just takes you back. You're just like, oh, I yeah. know exactly where. And I got to say, the de-aging work is just, I think they're doing good jobs there. Good it's stuff. weird. Yeah. It's really weird. <laughs> So here's how I'd like to do this if this works for you guys. Oh, okay. Yeah. We've talked about a couple of them so far. Yeah. I think a way to do this that will get it, that will keep us from just having a list of a million names. People who we love, like, (laughs) um, is we'll go through, we'll go by phases because you mentioned the phases before. So we'll go by phases and we'll pull. Uh, well, I've got a couple of different categories. Okay. And we can maybe pull one from assorted categories and have them all battle against one another uh, in the final round. Perfect. Let, let I'm me, glad me, that you're taking the reins yeah. on this, Mark, because I was oh like, I don't gosh. know how we're going to do this. This could get ugly. And I'll get, a, I'll get us a little bit of structure going. Okay. <laughs> I rescind my nomination for Captain Marvel then. <laughs> no, don't rescind. Don't okay. Rescind. She's there. Save. She's there. Okay. Yeah. So I want to start first with phase one. That is 08 to 2012. Starts with Iron Man, ends with the Avengers. And that introduces the big main characters introduced in this are the big main characters of the entire MCU. Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, Cap, Black Widow, and Hawkeye. Basically the OG Avengers. Sure. Yeah. And so, and, and, and those are the, the main characters with the biggest arcs within that. You've also got, I mean, you've got Bucky, you've got, you know, the, uh, lots of great secondary characters, but let's talk about 
those main characters first. Well, okay. you said something very interesting in the before time, or take one, uh, before the snap. <laughs> before times, yeah. Before, before the snap. snap. <laughs> <laughs> that it's probably going to be really challenging for anyone who's not the who hasn't led a movie having their, ti- their title in a movie. It's going to be hard for them to probably walk away with the title of best, yeah. which I think is is, is fair. Fun tidbit that is kind of fun. Originally, the Wasp was supposed to be in the Avengers movie. Really? Ah. Yep. She's going to be part of S.H.I.E.L.D. And um, then she got taken out. And then Joss Whedon was like, wait, there's just too many guys. Let's mm-hmm. throw Black Widow in and, and since we've already gotten to know her. And that's what happened. So it would have been very, very interesting. Oh, and also goes back to my second gripe. Sorry. No, no we're not griping. But no. in any Gripe away, please. Here's the thing. Like, I... like. Janet Van Dyne, like the Wasp gives the Avengers their name. She's in a founding, fo- like founding member in the comic books. And I thought this was a great opportunity when they did the snap to retcon it so she could like, if she hadn't gotten snapped, then her. And, you know, Ant-Man could have been doing all the time travel stuff together. And I thought that mm-hmm. that was a miss, a total missed opportunity of like, they could have used Ant-Man and the Wasp to go back in time, be part of the original Avengers, and they didn't do it. So that's all right. Yeah, there's there it, like after the snap, like when you see who got snapped. Uh, yeah. Uh, you mentioned this last time uh, again for those playing along. <laughs> That yeah, there were some people that got snapped. That you're like, oh come on, you could have swapped a few of. There was a few things that could have been swapped. I get that they were trying oh, to do like a last hurrah of the OGs, but kind mm-hmm. of not because then they were like, well, Rocket Raccoon is here, and then you know, like it was very yeah. specific. And Ant Man, like again, if you're gonna bring Ant Man back, then you could have brought the Wasp back as yeah. well. And Hope is just she's I, Evangeline Lily just kills it as Hope. She's great. Yeah, Mark, can I propose something? Can Please. I propose something to both of you to the floor? Can I put both on the floor? And then can we then like just have a debate on which one of these proposals is the best? Yeah, that's what we're gonna do. This is, Ooh, that was uh, a good it's opening a- howl voice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so we got please. this. It'll, we got this. I'm going to have you do the thing at the end of what we'll, we'll worry about that later. All right. <laughs> yeah. Here's a, here's my thought. If a character appears, we're, we're going on when the, the first appearance of the character. So if I say, let's say, for example, I picked the Hulk slash Bruce mm. Banner. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not just looking at him in those first two movies, but I'm taking a character who started there and looking at their entire arc to see, yeah. are they worth it? Yeah, mm, I think I okay. think we're we're looking at twenty three movies right now. Okay, okay, but we're kind right, of good. just looking at like who in phase one was introduced. Yeah. Okay, all right. Because look, it, we've talked about Black Widow, and I'll say right now, I think unfortunately we haven't gotten her movie yet. Right, it is it's not going to be Black Widow, and it is a shame that there have been three movies for most of these heroes already, <laughs> yeah. and no movie for Black Widow yet. And I believe sure. I was doing the math. I think that she's been Iron Man's been in ten movies, Captain America's been in eight, and I want to say Black Widow's been in. I think I counted up. It's around eight or so as well. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's right around there, without even having her own film, which is yeah. amazing. Um, and I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it's probably not Hawkeye because no. all three of us wanted to just boo. No, oh, we don't want. We don't want to hate he has on no Hawkeye. Heart. Okay, yeah, I guess. Really? I, I, <laughs> I'm so bitter. I'm so bitter at Hawkeye. It's not even funny. (laughs) He doesn't have an arc. He does have uh, more children. He does. He follows another child. And they name one of his children because in in Iron Man, not in Iron Man, uh, in Avengers 2, Age of Ultron, Nat's like, oh, you're going to name your daughter after me, but they have a boy, and they name him Nate, which I thought was cute. That's great. In Endgame. That is. 
that is very sweet. I always yeah. think of when I was thinking about this and whether like who would be the best one. My first thought was, well, it's not Hawkeye, just based on that SNL sketch. Do you remember yes. this? Uh, yes, yeah. I totally well, do. Well, I'm out of arrows. <laughs> See, guys. Yeah. yeah. How does he keep having all those arrows? And oh yeah, he has also, a, too, he has a can, bag of requirements. Can I point out? So in Endgame again, another mm. grab of Hawkeye. Just I'm just making sure he does not even make anybody's list. Okay, oh if you're thinking that he's going to be on a list. I have such venom for him. Okay, so he's like mad because like, oh, my wife got snapped and my kids. Fair. I'm going to go get vengeance and murder all people who I think are terrible. Oh, 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 okay. I'm going to kill the you know Japanese Yakuza and the Mexican Mafia. You don't want to kill some KKK? I'm just saying. I'm yeah. just saying. I question his politics. Is I think, <laughs> That's true. I think yes. he's, uh, he goes around and kills all the brown villains. Yes. I think he voted for Trump. That's just what I'm saying. Oh, so, no. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> he has anyways, shaved in the back of his head. I, I think it's there. I think I question. I don't think him and I would get a drink at a bar. I'm just saying, like, it's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, can I throw – are we going to do nominations? Are we going to nominate people? Because I have yeah. one. Yeah. I like nominations. Okay. I think that's a great way to do this is out of each of these – We'll, we'll each throw in a nomination and, I love it. or two and talk oh, about just it. Just one? Yeah, I have, I have multiple, but oh, my, my Hell, first one. I, we could go until midnight with your <laughs> I know. nomination. We might. We might. <laughs> I have nothing else. I'm okay with that. You guys, I just finished my rewatch of all 23 movies. Oh, yeah. Did you, did you really? Do you, you finished it. We started. I started at the beginning of quarantine. My cousin wow. has the complete DVD box set. Mm. Mind you, I have every stream, single streaming platform service I could watch yeah. them on, you know, and so does yep. he, but he's a collector. Like, yeah. you know. He's like, look at all these movies I have. You're like, yeah, I, I paid $9 for Disney Plus. I also have all of <laughs> these movies also have, and all know, of star wars yeah totally yeah so but we started and it just was like it just again was like because i always find it it's hard for me to just watch a marvel movie because they're so interconnected yeah and it's like well i mean even just like oh i'll just watch the three thors but you're like oh but then thor ragnarok connects directly into you know infinity right. wars so like mm-hmm. i and i and i needed a reason like to start over and that chronological order was the was the thing i'll send you guys the link Please. Yeah. Yeah. My I would love to see it. Marvel, after talking about it, I was like, oh, now I want to watch a Marvel movie. <laughs> I went for what is one of the tentpole moments in the entire arc of the MCU. So I rewatched Winter Soldier. Uh, yeah. Sure. Game changer. Yeah. Game absolute amazing. game changer. changer. And, and what I love about it is there's not really anything supernatural in it for the most no. part. Yeah. Well, it, it is just... It is it, just technology that exists here on Earth. Yeah. And hum- mostly humans dealing with it. Right. Yep. And it's so interesting because it was sort of like, it was also, also heightens the other civil war that was literally happening as well behind mm-hmm. the scenes between Marvel Studios and Marvel Entertainment because it was pigeonholing what Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. could even do. Like, they're like, here, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., in their first season, they find out they have to pretty much start from scratch with their entire show because, oh, everybody who works at your company yeah. is working for Hydra. Like, what? oh, we did not know. Th- okay, that's yeah. what we're doing here. But the way they, I think the way that they did that with yeah. Brett Dalton. Oh, my God. Yeah, who's was... like usually the typical white lead guy turns out to be yeah. a villain. It was. Oh, it's so good. good. Yeah. So, uh, my first nomination mm-hmm. is, does, has no movies named after them. Whoa. But has, I think, one of the most interesting arcs. Okay. Because really, while it seems like they may have shifting allegiances, the, mm-hmm. the one person they're always, uh, allegiant to is themselves, and that's Loki, who goes from being, <laughs> not only mm-hmm. is, is pretty much the best villain that they've put out there. Yes, totally. But is a complex character. 
Mm-hmm. And and his his final act before we got what will spin off into the Disney Plus series mm-hmm. of him stealing the Tesseract in an alternate timeline is his last act, which is an attempt again, very Loki like an attempt at deception, is to save his brother's life. Yeah, yeah, totally. When, when it really comes down to it, for all of the times that he's double crossed him and tried to kill him, he has grown. And I think part of that was the death of, well, particularly Frigga, not, not so much Odin, who he had, right. who he had more friction with, but that ultimately those brothers needed one another. And he mm. realized, you know, his last act was an act of sacrifice, which you wouldn't expect from him. Certainly wouldn't have expected it after most of the movies, including Ragnarok, which Oh, yeah. He was still up out. to his tricks in Ragnarok. Like, yeah. he was still up to his tomfoolery. <laughs> Loki, yeah. I'm so glad that you said that, Hal, because I had put a star by Loki on mine. I was like, I want to talk about Loki. I think that wow. he is an unsung True. glue of the entire thing. And he's a, he is, I think, one of the most Shakespearean yeah. characters in this. Yeah. You know, he's Edmund from Lear. He's, mm. he's a million different younger, bro- as a younger brother. He is a million different, <laughs> yeah, a million different younger brothers who are like, but I, sh-, you know, the heir, not the spare. Trying kind of. to, trying to figure out and trying to see your place in the sun. And also too, I think something when you're looking at the best character, I think it's also like, I think the adversity that they've also had to overcome is mm-hmm. something to also look at. And, you know, he was especially finding out like his, his true identity, where he really came from. Uh, and like you said, just wanting, he just wanted his piece of the pie. Now got a little greedy with that piece of the pie. Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. And also too, I think something that made me think of too, as I was doing my rewatch is like the impacts that they ended up having on the overall sort of universe. Like he brought mm-hmm. the galaxy to earth. It was the first time that a lot of these heroes had even seen any of this and then also watching ragnarok like what happens if he doesn't snag when he goes down into the tomb to go get the fire to bring about ragnarok what happens Mm -hmm. if he doesn't snag the tesseract yeah yeah but for good or bad like maybe then thanos would be like oh man i guess i can't do my thing oh well everybody doesn't die (laughs) he loves that tesseract man oh he He can't get enough he can't get enough tesseract he's like can i go on an adventure with you tesseract (laughs) and he does have a claim to the throne just not the throne of asgard he would have been he would have taken over as the ruler of jotunheim had he not been cast out so he is like he has that he has so much there's so many layers to him but and still through that he evolves and it's always like anytime you see him like people do not like Thor the Dark World. And it is it is in the bottom of the MC movies. Yeah. But every it's, scene it, within it, 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 it's, it's neck and neck between that one and Incredible Hulk of like, which yeah. one's the worst one? Which <laughs> Yeah, Incredible <laughs> Incredible Hulk, I was, obviously I had to rewatch it's the only way I would have ever rewatched Incredible. Actually, mm. I've seen Incredible Hulk more times than I'm actually willing to admit. Sidebar, I used to work on a cruise ship and it was always playing on the crew channel for some reason. So I have <laughs> seen it in disjointed order like more times than I I would would care for but they're when they have this fight scene in harlem it's obnoxious whoever did the background i always look at the background extras when i'm watching a movie mm-hmm. it's a mess because usually if like people are fighting you would just run away and i used to live in harlem and the fights in harlem for like 10 minutes people are just running every which direction it's just like y'all would have yeah. cleared out already like why are they oh they're still running that, around <laughs> i remember watching man of steel and that yes. final shot where Zod is aiming his laser eyes and he's going to laser those tourists. My buddy turned to me and he goes, 
why are they still in the museum? <laughs> yeah, totally. Why are you there? Yeah. Like, oh man, I I know there's a giant space battle happening, but I really want to see this Rembrandt. Ah, okay. <laughs> that brings up to another point. Oh, I know you had a plan for going like phase order. Well, I'll save it. I'll I'll save okay. it. Okay. Okay, well, just remind me. Okay. Because you made me think about something of, like, the thing that Marvel does end up addressing is the damage that ends up happening. Right. Like, and, and what ends up happening, like, when people people die because of they're trying to save the world, but it's a little That's bit That's Civil reckless. War, though, isn't it? That's Emil... Um... Uh, yeah, Baron uh, Zemo is Baron who's Zemo. the villain. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and it's interesting, but that he becomes a villain... Because of what happens in Age of Ultron 2, his family mm-hmm. dies in Sokovia, right? Right. And that's mm-hmm. where that comes. And uh, the, I think the Rooster Brothers and Kevin Feige were saying Thanos would not have been able to happen if Civil War hadn't have happened. Because mm-hmm. they would have been, they would have stayed together. They would have grown stronger as a team. But it was through mm-hmm. their division that it allowed for all these different things to happen. Yeah. But, well, that's a, that's a great segue then to get back that divisiveness that was primarily between Iron Man and Cap. Let's talk. Iron Man and Cap, let's talk. These they have are, to be nominated, right? Because like, we've, I mean, absolutely. is it going to be Hulk or Thor? Hulk and Thor are a lot of fun. Uh, I would throw, Thor I would put fun. Thor in there. I would put Thor in there. Okay. I can see, cause you know what? He does go through, I think what I love in Endgame is they address all the trauma he's experienced. Like mm-hmm. everybody in his family has died. You know, his brother used to double cross him. He lost most of his people. Like yeah. it's, yeah. It's he's you know eating a lot you know he's eating his feelings, yes, yeah. and he doesn't know who he is. He's yeah, he's brash and doesn't know what it means. You know, his first mm-hmm. film was about learning what it means to be a ruler. Yeah, and then the second film is kind of a mess. Look, which they- is why Patty Jenkins was like, "I gotta get out of here." She's like, <laughs> yeah. "I have notes." They were like, "Ike, it goes back to Ike." That's when Ike was the CEO guy. She's like, "He's like, I have notes." She's like, "I gotta go. I'm gonna go oh do Wonder God. Woman." So there is, yeah, and then Wonder a, Woman is fantastic and perfect. Yeah, maybe he's not a finalist in the way that that Loki is because he doesn't really move forward until we get to Ragnarok. But then in Infinity War and Endgame, first yeah. of all, the fact that he wasn't nominated for an Oscar for Endgame, I think, is a crime. That is such a good. If you watch the scene where they go get him from New, are you Asgard, talking about the shot? That one shot where he hears the name Thanos for the first time and it never mm. cuts away. Mm-hmm. From, no, from but Hemsworth the, but in that scene, but at the end of it, mm-hmm. when he's laughing, because they're like, we have beer on board. He's laughing, but mm-hmm. he's also about to cry yeah. because mm-hmm. his PTSD is so strong yeah. that he's like, he can't, as much as he tries to stare off into the distance, his emotions are forcing their way out. Chris, Chris Hemsworth is an incredible actor. And that yeah. is like the work, the, the, the story, um, when they were doing the time heist and he tells, he basically relates the entire plot of Thor Dark World is right. that as soon as they yelled, as soon as they said cut, the entire cast gave him a standing ovation because wow. it's such a good performance. Wow. It's, I, I think that Chris Hemsworth is fantastic. I think that his performance is great. I don't think as much is asked of Chris Hemsworth. Right. As is asked of definitely of tony stark of, right. uh robert Downey, robert Downey jr yeah i think that that was a great performance but i think i would nominate him just for his body oh oh hemsworth good god he's always, very handsome oh my gosh and he's, he's just handsome. always you know hitting them weights like and they're yeah. like his arms are just always rippling in all of the scenes that they can do so yeah. just based on that yeah i'll co-sign on that yes <laughs> nominate them put him on the board all right 
<laughs> Thor's on the board. Um, hey, some, sometimes there is, there will be a swimsuit, you know, portion of the contest. So, uh, <laughs> and look, and I think that's fair. And also, uh, I love Captain America. He's almost, he's almost too shouldery. Oh yeah, he does have a lot you of. You see that yeah. guy, and you're like, you look like a Stretch Armstrong that a kid added Play-Doh to to make him more muscular. They, we on the flip the Big Marvel show, we had interviewed the people who get them in shape, and they mm-hmm. literally will look at their bodies and be like, "This left pack is too small. We're gonna do some exercises." They literally craft the perfect sculpted body on them. That's what they do. I yeah. mean, I gotta go to these. Uh, I gotta go to these <laughs> trainers. They're gonna, they're gonna look get at me. Hired in a Marvel go, movie. <laughs> yeah. oh. I gotta get in a movie and and be like, do all of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that just happens. We're all getting a movie. And be like, you're the guy in the van with the computer. <laughs> Great, I'll go get a pizza. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of, so going off of uh, the other Chris, uh, Captain America, mm-hmm. I'd like to nominate him officially. We knew this was sure. coming. I would mm-hmm. love to 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 nominate him. Um. He's, he's Captain America. I love Captain America so much because I, I think like a lot of people kind of roll their eyes at Captain America, but I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He actually, like, he stands for what I think this country is supposed to stand for. Mm-hmm. And he's the first, like, I, I think they even brought the essence. I mean, in the comics books, like he punched Nixon. Like if there are yeah. government officials who are acting a fool, that's what he goes against. And you brought up uh, uh, Winter Soldier, which I think showed the greatest of his essence because he is not for the overreaching of government that could do it for to to for for harm that could he's seen what happened when mm-hmm. hydra was trying to have full sort of control and he, he calls attention to that even though you know nick fury's heart was in the right place but he kind of can see that sometimes people cannot be their best and sometimes they don't need to have that much power. And he's not afraid to challenge it. Or even like in civil war with the Sokovia Accords, like when you are trying to control people too much Mm -hmm. and what's to stop them if they sign these Sokovia Accords for them then having to be weapons against who gets to say that. Right. Right. And I think he just has a really good moral compass. I think Mm -hmm. my favorite Captain America is actually probably in is Secret Avengers version of Captain America, which I think we talked about in the original times, but the Secret yes. Avengers Captain America with his team when they had to go off the radar off uh, after Civil War, and he's got that beard, and he's just, you know, that Chris, uh, which Chris, Chris Evans does a yeah. really good job of playing a 70-year-old man. There's something about Captain America as you go through the movies, especially when you get to, like, the, he's tired. He yeah. can just feel the weight of he's it. He's lived. And, even twice like, yes and then even in mm-hmm. civil war it's so interesting because he seems older than tony you know there's mm-hmm. just something the way that he the way he talks to tony and he's just like listen man come on like yeah. these we know where this could potentially be going and i think that he and he's not perfect i think he's made some mistakes his relationship to bucky has you know sometimes not sometimes I'm like okay man it's a little i get that it's your best friend but you're doing a little too much for for this guy like you're putting too much in jeopardy and yeah, i think yeah. that he knows that and understands that so it's like he's not perfect but i think he's had just such a really strong moral compass and i think it's inspiring and i think it's okay to like mm-hmm. you know people roll their eyes at that but i'm like i think it's okay to have that I, th- I mean, I, I agree completely. I think one thing that it, you, what you said made me think of is that as far as his, with the Sokovia Accords and in Winter Soldier with the three helicarriers, mm. so many of the characters in the MCU are trying to make sure that power gets and stays in the right hands. Right. And he seems to be the character throughout his 
all of the movies who was like this power some of these powers should not exist right because yeah. like that seems to be a through line for him is power winding up in the wrong hands yep in the first one it's red skull in the right. second one it's pierce mm-hmm. in civil war it, you know what i mean like yeah. in civil war it's their version of the patriot act it's the sokovia yeah. accords yeah mm-hmm. and it's all of these like he's the one that is wary of comic book superpowers totally yeah yeah and he's really just trying to keep everything just sort of sort of balanced and just is always like because he he was always a hero because even when he before he gets the super uh the super soldier serum he was still that guy who wanted to fight and and do right and just like is on such a pure mission of good that he just he really inspires me. Oh, and two, just like in Endgame, like he, I think he exemplifies what is the, I don't know, the the best of what we can be and aspire to. Like he sits next to, you know, this guy was born in a different time period, sits mm-hmm. next to this, you know, uh, gay guy in Endgame who's talking about going on a date for the first time because everyone's, you know, in that support group that he's running. And mm-hmm. he's just mm-hmm. supportive, doesn't, yeah. you know, like doesn't bat an eyelash. And it was just... You know, that's that's my Captain America, you know? He never changes who he is. Right. He's always fighting for mm-hmm. what he believes is right. And mm-hmm. you get the sense that had he stuck around and not been encased in ice while taking a plane down to save everybody, <laughs> right. that he would have been a guy who spoke out against HUAC and who would mm-hmm. have probably spoken out against the Vietnam War and who yeah. would have been on the side of oh, the civil right. rights movement. So there's so much that he doesn't, he doesn't, he didn't get to participate in historically, mm-hmm. but throughout yeah. this, you get the sense that it's not him that changes, it's the world that changes. And right. so he still is trying to bring the values that he was raised with. Yeah. And the only selfless thing that he ever does is once, is once the half of the universe comes back. Is he yeah. goes and does something for himself because he is not – he had his life robbed by the ice. Yeah. He came back and into a, a situation where he had to go to work and he, yeah. that's all he's done. Right. He – I mean he he got to eat that shawarma once and he had that list yeah. of things he was going to look at. But we don't know if he got to – yeah. <laughs> Can I read to you the list which I screenshotted the other night when I was watching the movie. This is everything that Steve Rogers up to that point knew about America mm. came from this or about the world. Yeah. What his checklist, I, his <laughs> checklist. I love Lucy, the moon landing, the Berlin wall, Steve jobs, disco, Thai food, star Wars slash Trek. And that one is crossed off. Like he watched star Wars, uh, Nirvana parentheses <laughs> band, <laughs> Rocky, Parentheses, Rocky two with a question mark. <laughs> and the one that, uh, the one that Falcon told him to add, which was the album Trouble Man. Yes, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So that is everything he knows about the last 70 years. <laughs> Just piecing it together. Came from that. Yeah. Oh man. That's so, it's so funny to watch that list. I, well, I was going to say to, uh, I had a caveat because I, I was thinking about nominating him, but then I was like rewatching Endgame. I was like, I saw, I'm gonna saw, I'm gonna throw out my question, but I have an answer mm. for it. I don't okay. want to answer anything. So in Endgame, he essentially goes back in time and gets to essentially relive like his life and experience, right? At the mm-hmm. very end, he gets, which is a really beautiful sort of happy ending, but he knows all this like fucked up shit. He knows that Peggy is working for Hydra. Or is gonna essentially like create Hydra. Like Shield becomes Hydra and he just is like, do 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 do. 
Yeah, like knowing all the future and not changing a bit of it. Because he can't, right? Yeah, like, he's not Biff Tannen. No, gonna... right. Like he can't, he can't change it. Does that, I, and then it was my ones were like, oh, Steve, but. <laughs> But he also, we're assuming he comes back after he's already been frozen in the ice. So he knows that in 2012, right, he will be thawed out and will go do everything else because he shows up in the same timeline. Right. So he doesn't jump out of that timeline at all. No, he gives yeah. himself the life that he wanted. Now the the bigger question is, what happens to Agent Thirteen? Does she? Oh yes, Sharon Carter. Does Sharon um, still? Oh, well, she is a nephew. She is she's a niece. A niece. So, I guess she, so it's not okay. like, yeah, it's not like he kissed his daughter that he didn't know. Yeah. I thought I was like, oh wait a minute. <laughs> oh wait, no, that would just be possibly his his niece. I heard it. Th- so the Russos were actually explaining it that. So Tilda Swinton in Endgame says like if if there's only a rift in time if they don't return back to exactly where they were. Mm-hmm. Right. If we assume that he did he I mean it's Steve Rogers, he mission accomplished. Like absolutely, I do believe that he there's only the one time there's still the one time rift continuum, that's it. Which then means that actually this I, I'll see if this will make sense to you. It eventually made sense to me. There okay. actually was always two Steve Rogerses, right? That was just a part of what was always going to happen is that there is like, there's, there's another Steve Rogers when Peggy dies. There's two Steve Rogers there because mm-hmm. that's part of his, they don't change his mm-hmm. past. It's, it's become sort of like a time loop sort of continuum and there will be two Steve rogers is does that make right sense? but one of them will be a late middle-aged man and yes older and, and i don't actually know that he ends up marrying peggy because he says he's like uh sam wilson's like hey do you want to talk about that he's like no i don't he maybe just had his got his dance with her and then maybe just lived his own life and knows it doesn't change anything because he knows that they're going to win in the end he knows that yeah. like all this hydra stuff has to happen all this other stuff has to happen I'm going to meet them with the shield and hand it off to Sam Wilson, which again, like as seeing there being a black Captain America just means the world like yeah. that, that yeah. gets to happen. And again, speaks to why I love Steve Rogers, Captain America, Chris Evans so much because of just everything he represents and does. Let me ask this though, not to throw too much of a wrench in things. Yes. But yes, the character of Steve, both Steve Rogers and Captain America he is inspirational. Yes. He is constantly represents the best of us. Gives great speeches. He gives great speeches. <laughs> His speech over the intercom that, so it wasn't all of Shield was Hydra, only, right. yeah, only, only the TAC team. It was yeah. the TAC team and Pierce and yeah. a couple other teams. But yeah. that I think makes him the best hero. Mm. Oh. But does his perfection make him the best character? Oh, uh, wow. What other criteria do you think we should look at? I think we should look at, like, if we're using, like, I mean, if we're looking in a grand sense, I think that you've got to have a tragic flaw. You've got to have a big arc where mm. something changes about you. His tragic well, flaw is what? His relationship to Bucky? Like, that's. Yes, it is because he's so driven to protect the one person right. who's yeah. left from his life, who's there right. with him and who had the right. same experience that he's willing to th- essentially throw away the Avengers. And it does. It, it literally, it's his you know? fault yeah. that this is that, like, that civil war happens because he is standing his ground so hard. And 
and he knew and didn't tell Tony that yeah. Bucky had killed his dad. Like he just, his whole entire relationship with Bucky is his biggest flaw. It's what just, and you can see that he kind of knows he's wrong throughout most of Civil mm-hmm. War, yeah. but he just loves Bucky so much and needs, cause it's probably really terrifying, right? He, yeah. His, it's a very terrifying life and experience. And this one guy that he thinks that he can help and save and hey, he's a hero. That's what he's supposed to do. And he creates a lot of drama and mess. But still in doing that, he is still always trying to do his best good. He is yeah. always trying mm-hmm. to, to do his best. He's trying to do good. <laughs> I think he is undeniably the best hero of okay. the group. But How, I would argue, uh, I would argue that <laughs> Captain America, um, that, wow. uh, that Iron Man is a more okay. interesting, that Tony Stark is a more Man, interesting character. I, I had a feeling that I knew that this is where this was going to go. And I, mm-hmm. Captain America was my hill that I was going to, willing to die on. And mm-hmm, then right. you threw in this word <laughs> character, which is what we agreed on that we we're talking about. And now I'm like, wow, you're making me rethink <laughs> everything. <laughs> I did not. I'm having a moment right now. Okay. I I like I like Iron Man. I think one two. I have to also check my own bias Mm -hmm. because it's like when there's that thing that everybody loves because he's the most. It's yeah. He's the most popular because he's also he's like the Raphael. Everybody loves the cool, snarky, not too goody two shoes type. You know, person. And listen, I love me a Tony Stark. We would have even though I do not watch. The Marvel Cinematic Universe in the order of release, which would be Iron Man first. For me, that's the third movie because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Captain America and Captain Marvel are already running around doing the thing. Right. Sure. We wouldn't have the MCU without Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man, all of that that just sort of happened. I mean, it that is, anvil noise is the final curtain call of Endgame. Which, yes, bringing it all complete back. I mean, 23 movies. And I mean, it's really impressive, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. This is... For kids, this is their Star Wars, you know? Absolutely. They don't really care about Star Wars, which you're like, what? But this is their Star Wars. It's a universe that they can fall into and has more continuity than I think any of us have ever witnessed. It's not perfect, Mm -hmm. but it's got more through lines and continuity than anything that has been done in cinematic history. And it does start with Iron Man. So tell me more about... I mean, tell me more about Iron Man. Tell me why. I think, to me, he is the most interesting character. Is it because you guys have similar hairstyle? We do have similar hair. (laughs) (laughs) I do do generally love Robert Downey Jr. I'm a huge Robert Downey Jr. fan. And this was his comeback. This changed his beat around. And this, I think, is such a masterful performance. If you look at the Infinity Saga, he begins the Infinity Saga. He ends the Infinity Mm -hmm. Saga. And every step along the way like he's not always marching toward justice he you know he is he he does a lot of selfish things he does a lot of he even has to he figures out time travel that could save everyone and he has to he's conflicted about whether or not he should go back and actually give them the information because it means he might lose his new life that he's found and his daughter like he is constantly being tempted and sometimes he gives into temptations and sometimes he overcomes the temptations i think his flaws make him vastly more i think that captain america is a great hero i think <laughs> i think iron man is a more interesting character i think huh, his flaws I mean, keep him his flaws keep him interesting and i think as a performance from robert downey jr there are moments in it 
there are moments in what 10 movies you said that he did out of this yeah he was in 10 in yeah. those 10 movies if you've watched all of them and you know his you know his past you know his story you know what's going on right just within the mcu not outside of the comics just within this world every move he makes every twitch of an eye you know exactly what's going on in his head and it's always thought-provoking i think yeah, yeah he travels this path from learning to become a hero in the first Iron Man to mm-hmm. by Avengers learning to put others before himself and that a team is stronger. You know, he's stronger with everybody than he is by himself. But mm-hmm. that at, at the cost of learning how much danger there is out there and that sets him off mm-hmm. for the next yeah. five years yeah. or four or five years of there is a threat out there. I have to protect the earth. Nobody is more important than that. That's why we should all register ourselves. That's mm-hmm. I mean, right. Yeah. Every motivation, every choice he makes in the large picture makes total sense. Yeah. Even down to the reason, the real reason, not only to bring everybody back, but because if he doesn't take care of it, who knows what's going to come for his daughter? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So really. this is the completion. Yeah. Like they talk about that he can find, you know, that's the last thing the pepper says to him is that he can rest, that they're going to be okay. And right. that's yeah. when he lets go of his life. Because that was his big fear. Because like when, especially once you get to the first Avengers, he was the only one to go through that space portal, right, and mm-hmm. can see everything that happened. And I do think that Iron Man three, which if you watch, you watch that right after I Avengers, I think it's interesting because you deal with it's sort of like a epilogue to the Avengers because you then mm-hmm. see him dealing with like his PTSD. It's very mm-hmm. a really fascinating, interesting thing. Oh. Another little a little tidbit. In Iron Man 3, originally Jessica Chastain was going to be the villain in it. There's that female botanist person who's working with, right. um, mm-hmm. what is it? Is it AIM? Played by Re- Rebecca Ferguson. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Totally. And so, but then Ike, once again. Come on, Ike. He was like, oh, well, no one's going to buy toys with a female villain. And so then the part was heavily reduced. And Jessica Chastain's like, I'm Jessica Chastain. I'm out of here. I'll go put on a really bad wig in X-Men Phoenix (laughs) over there (laughs) and do that. Anyways, so I, but like, I, I, it is, is seeing his progression of just sort of where, where he goes. And when he comes back, you know, this is like when Thanos is all going down in Infinity War, like this is the thing that he knew was always coming that he was prepping for. And mm-hmm. when he does, when Captain Marvel saves him, which again, you know, if we're talking yeah. about, you know, just resurfacing her name. We talked about sure. her earlier. She's she already, bring, she's she already bring, underlined <laughs> and she has a little one by her name. Cause she accomplishes a lot with only yeah. having been in a handful of movies comparatively, which I think speaks to the power of also Brie Larson and just where the universe is. But yeah, she brings Iron Man back. So again, you can't even have all, there's no time travel, right? Had she not right. been able to be as powerful as she is, fly him, bring him back. None of this even happens, right? Like, yeah. and also her going, just be talking about Tony Stark, but her going toe to toe with Thanos, like it's just amazing. She's just like boom, ba doom, boom. It's yeah, great. so Love good. It. Uh, but that scene that you're talking about, that scene where she yeah. comes and saves Tony Stark in space, the lead up to the rescue of Tony Stark is one of the great cinematic soliloquies mm. of him talking into his own mask. Yeah, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. Yeah, giving his final, uh, you know, words to Pepper. Yeah. yeah. And to like, he comes back and he says, listen, I wanted to put a suit of armor around this planet and you all mm-hmm. said it was too much. Like this was his fears that he was having the entire time. Oh, and 
like to driving like his he is sort of the infinity saga driving that narrative a little bit further as well in the sense that thanos had dreams about him too Mm-hmm. Thanos yeah. makes a comment about because he knows when they first meet each other he's like Tony Stark he knows who's like he knows it's Tony Stark mm-hmm. he's like you're not the only one that's been having you know dreams and and of course you know Tony gives the final snap in the end that sacrifices his entire entire life that yeah. thing that moment that that Tony Stark snap moment at the end is another one of those really great i think the avengers spend a lot of time in endgame standing around talking about who is strong enough to handle Mm. doing that fix it snap Mm -hmm. who's strong enough to handle it and it's it goes back and forth is is thor is cap is hulk but ultimately in the end it's not about who's physically strong enough to handle it it's about who's gonna do it and that's Doctor Strange, the wizard who can see the future or all possibilities in this, knows that there's only one person who's really strong enough to do it. Right. Not physically, but just, just has the capacity to do to, it. To do it, yeah. And that's him. I would also, uh, I mean, I feel like he's already kind of out of, you know, just to point out a little, a little 10 points for Captain America. Mm hmm. He is also worthy of holding Thor's hammer. So I'm just <laughs> right, yes. throwing that out there. That's pretty dope. Yeah. That he also that's my favorite scene. He's also got the hammer. It's amazing. It's great. And when the hammer snaps to, into his hand. Yes. Oh, There's different theories, but I like to think he's polite enough to pretend he can't in Age of Ultron. I I've two, oh, two quick things. Oh yeah, interesting. That's very funny. <laughs> because because I think we're about to leave phase one, I mm-hmm. want to say that while she is not going to be a finalist. You can't have Tony Stark without Pepper Potts. It's yeah. really fantastic. Uh, it's a fantastic. She has a good arc too throughout the movies, yeah. somewhat. But, but getting to see her in Rescue was a dream, like a dream come yes. true. I like. It's just I love it that she got that moment because you kind of allude to it in Iron Man three. She gets she saves the day in Iron Man mm-hmm. three. She's got the power. So, anyways, I, oh, her ending in Iron Man three is amazing yeah. when she starts glowing and gets her own suit like it's, yes yeah pepper <laughs> he also puts the armor on her in the beginning to say right her. yeah he so she's getting one of the armors on she's her. getting used to it and i didn't realize this until i did my second rewatch of endgame when his daughter morgan and oh remember tony also says in infinity war i had a dream he starts getting these prophetic dreams mm-hmm. that we had a daughter we named it after your relative what was his name morgan morgan and that was what they ended up they had a daughter five years later um um, but she's playing with the mask and he's like, oh, I made that. That's a anniversary gift for mom. And I hadn't even thought about it until yeah. like I did the second rewatch. I'm like, oh, shoot. He was making rescue for her. Yeah. And so even good. though he's out of the game, he was still like, my wife needs a suit. Like just yeah. in yep. case something happens. So good. Uh, another just fun fact before we leave phase one. It, mm-hmm. Of course, in, in Avengers, once they kill the mothership, all the Chitari die. There was a cut part of the script in Endgame where they're talking about the Chitari and Rocket's like, the Chitari? You just take down the mothership. It's the easiest thing ever. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Which is such a great bit of Rocket dialogue. We'll get to him. We'll get to uh, Rocket. Uh, oh, um, yeah. Because we're getting into phase two. We're getting into phase two. Yeah. Why don't we do this? Let's take a quick break. I knew that we'll phase break. would be the big bulk of mm-hmm. what we were going to talk mm-hmm. about. Yeah. And right now, go, and this is, of course, everyone. For your scoreboards, this is who we have. 
We're going to just put, because she's already on the list, we're just going to move Captain Marvel to phase one because she is. Yeah, one of the early it's movies. fair because phase three is going to be a little crowded anyways. So yeah. And who we have, do we want to ultimately pull someone out of this now or do we want to save that? I think we should pull someone out of this. Okay. Oh, you man. want to find a finalist be, out of this? We're going to find know. a finalist out of it. Okay. Let's take two. That's we hard. Take two finalists out of My this. three are already in there. Yeah. <laughs> My top three. Right. Oh man! Uh, no, no, man put Captain Marvel and and yeah. Put, how about this? Why don't don't put Captain Marvel in that batch? And uh, yeah. I I named her on accident. She's not on phase three anyway. Okay, she's phase yeah. three. Yeah, yeah. What are you even saying? Look, I I, I realize this. So <laughs> we only have we only have five now, and that is well, no, we're moving Captain Marvel, so we have four: Loki, Take Thor, all, Captain America, and Iron Man. Well, I don't think we need Captain Thor. I don't think we I need think, to take Thor. I, don't I think, think we, we should take, take them all, and we'll eliminate them later. You know what? Wait, the hell you? I'm leaving. I'm taking my podcast, and I'm going. So home. we've got Iron Man, Cap, and Loki coming out of Phase that One. How's that works feel? for me? That works. All right, Woo. let's take a quick break. We'll hear about some of the other fantastic podcasts on the Maximum Fun Network, and we'll be right back. Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. And together we host a podcast called Still Buffering, where we answer questions like Why should I not fall asleep first at a slumber party? How do I be fleet? Is it okay to break up with someone using emojis? And sometimes we talk about bugs. No, we don't. Nope. <laughs> Find out the answers to these important questions and many more on Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am a teenager and I was two butts, 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 butts. Hi, I'm James, host of Minority Corner, which is a podcast that's all about intersectionality. It's hosted by James with a guest host every week. Discussing all sorts of wonderful issues, nerdy and political. Pop culture. Black, queer, feminism. Race, sexuality. News. You're going to learn your history, their self-empowerment, and it's told by what feels like your best friend. Why should someone listen to Minority Corner? Why not? Oh my God, free stuff. There's not free stuff. The listeners of Minority Corner will enjoy some necessary LOLs, but mainly a look at what's happening in our world through a colorful lens. People will get the perspective of marginalized communities. I feel heard. I feel seen. Like you said, you need to understand how to be more proactive in your community, and this is a great way to get started. Join us every Friday on Max Fun or wherever you get your podcast. Minority, Minority Corner. Corner. Because, because together, together, we're the majority. majority. And we are back. Bum, uh, we have I when you did I knew exactly what you're doing for those first three bars that first time. Thank you. That's all you sometimes that's all you need. All you need. The melody does get a little bit how you docked out of the park with the other melodies. I was like, how are we gonna do this? And then you did it. So you guys have a you have a band. You should take the show on the road. One of the coolest things I ever heard that actually did not make it into the movie, but a friend of mine and I went to the recording of the soundtrack for Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah. Yeah. And Michael Giacchino came in to, we, he's like, go sit in the, he's like, go sit in the orchestra room for this one. You guys are going to like this. So we're sitting in the studio with the orchestra and, uh, Giacchino comes and we know it's going to be a cool one because he comes in with his iPhone out. Yeah. Like he's recording it just for himself. I'm like, yeah. okay, this is going to be cool. And what he had created, I don't know if he did this in the first one. I may have talked about this on the show before, but I'd love this. You have, is you he have, took, I can always hear it. He took that, <laughs> he took that Marvel bum, 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 that whole segment. And he added, dun, 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 
dun, dun, dun, dun, dun, dun, dun, dun, dun, over the top of it. Like yeah. it was a, it was the greatest cinematic score mashup. Yes. I've yeah. Ever. Man, you don't get enough of those. Those are hard to do cinematic mashups because yeah. they are just usually very two different feelings or mm-hmm. ideas or instruments. And to be able to pull that off, that yeah. sounds like. It's like the best of all the worlds. Oh, he nailed it. It was it was very fun. Yeah, and it does appear in the movie markets. It's, it's the vanity card. They replaced the normal Marvel sting with that. No, no, no. They uh, it's not because remember it's Whitney Houston's "I Will Always Love You" playing. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's why yeah. it never made. That's why it never made it into the movie. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, they did use it in the first one though, did they? They did. They did. Yes, that's mm, right. That makes and Michael sense. Giacchino wrote both pieces of music. Yeah, uh, the it best works. the best composer working right now. That's right. All right, so let's move on phase to two. Phase, phase two. two. Let's all talk about uh, phase, phase two. two. <laughs> I only have two in phase two. I'm curious how many everybody else has because this this starts with Iron Man three. Yes, and we're going into the world of Ike. You guys know I, I, yeah. my venom for Ike is on par with uh, Hawkeye. <laughs> so the the winner of this so one is Malekith. We can just move on, right? <laughs> God, you know, they, it was such a waste of a movie. I feel like they could have thrown in a better villain, like the Enchantress mm-hmm. in Thor The I Dark mean, World. You have great villains, and they were like, Malachi, who cares? Thor The Dark World, it was like, that movie is such a, that movie is so forgettable yeah. that in Endgame, when they're going over how to get back all the Infinity Stones, they had to remind everyone with that Thor monologue. <laughs> when they're like, like everybody went, wait, what's the what? ether? Uh, oh, I yeah. He, I love when he says my grandfather thought the dark elves. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they, uh, but they, what they did is they made it so it was more important. People were like, oh, I guess they'll go back and like watch that movie. It was, it was, essentially the reality stone is such a cool stone. And just my cousin and I were re, you know, when you re, rewrite something, when you're just like, oh, they could have done this. Like, yeah. If Natalie Portman was essentially, if Jane was sort of dark phoenixing, where she just the power, like she is literally just like messing with reality uncontrollably or just starting, where she just essentially becomes the villain, that would have been yeah. so fascinating. You, you just know? wrote a better movie in 15 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> so here's what we have in this. And we have Iron Man 3, Dark World, Captain America, Winter Soldier, Guardians, Ultron, and Ant-Man. So the only real new major characters to appear in this are the cast of Guardians of the Galaxy, which is Star-Lord, Gamora, Rocket, Groot, Drax, Nebula, uh, Mantis comes in later, and uh, the characters in Ant-Man. And I, should we, would, would the Wasp, even though she doesn't become the Wasp in this one, I feel like she would be eligible for nomination yeah, She would be, yeah. Round. I think so. She, she meets, she gets to see her suit for the first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I, they should have just started Ant-Man and the Wasp with that. Like, I feel like they should have just, yeah. I mean, Janet, I mean, not Janet, but Hope is just such a great, amazing yeah. character. She is, she is really uh, great. Uh, who uh, do you, James, you're a guest. I, yeah. I was like, I'm going to throw out a nomination. James, you're a guest. Would you like to nominate the first character? Out of I will. And I think this is, uh, this is going to open up. People are not going to see this coming. I don't think you're going to see this coming. I'm going to nominate Scarlet Witch. I'm going to nominate Wanda. And I, yeah, oh. yeah, take that. Oh, that in. That's right. Ultron is in this one. So we do have Vision, Scarlet Witch. And We've no also Ant-Man. got other characters that we oh, have. Oh, and Quicksilver. <laughs> I think Ant-Man's the start of Phase 3, isn't he? Ant- no, Ant-Man is technically uh, it's the, it's the, the end last end. movie. Of, yeah. Oh, it's the button it's on the Phase 3. It's the button yeah. of it. It's, yeah. the, it's yeah. the, sorry we blew up Segovia. 
here's a little heist movie. (laughs) 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 Which the Ant-Man movies are always so fun. They're so fun. They just do their own little thing. It's a nonstop adventure ride. Like, I totally here for it. They're a blast. Oh, okay. So I guess we're going character because I'm really focused on like big hero stuff. But I guess at least just I want to talk about Wanda and the Sake Set. Like, she mm-hmm. fought off Thanos with one hand all on her own. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I know that there's like a running gag of like, we don't know what her powers really are, but I think that makes sense because I think even she doesn't really know who her powers are. And I guess it's, I, I guess it may be saying like, she's one to watch for because yeah. I think yes. I'm excited for what they're going to build with her. I think they're now, again, I think that there's more diversity in the room. They're willing to do more risks. Like, Mm-hmm. The past people at Marvel weren't interested in like diving in deep. It's just sort of like, oh, let's, how can we use her to throw the plot around here? But I'm excited for like her being in Doctor Strange, the multiverse of, uh, madness. I think that's going to mm-hmm. be really fascinating. She's going to get to hone in her powers. Like there's so many things that she ends up doing that like, could she say, do the reverse of House of M and be like, there should be mutants in the world. And she's the reason why. X-Men come about because yep. she wants a child with vision in her mind and that's yeah. how it happens. I don't know. And then Phoenix shows up and she's like, oh, wait, we kind of are the same character. I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to skedaddle here. We're both too powerful, too powerful witches. Um, well, one's a witch, but none's not. But anyways, I guess I, I just I just really like her. I'm excited for where she's going. I don't know that she'll I just want to give her some credit. I'm absolutely for phase two. She's she's getting in there because I think she's got a great she has that arc. She is she, does. she is a terrifying villain. Yeah. In her first outing. Ooh, she messes she like messes up everybody. Yeah. Everybody's like she, a little baby in the cut fetal position when they're leaving because she messes with yeah. everyone's mind. That is oh man, she's got some freaky you want to talk about power being in the wrong hands, like yeah. like that is one of those powers like messing with people's minds is so yeah. freaky to me that you're like, thank God she becomes a good guy. Right. And that's but just they really kind like, of left that power. They stopped. Yeah. They're like, no, she just throw things around. But it's like, wait, she also can like mess up with reality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She can she can screw with your entire psychology. Yeah. She could have been like with like to all like to Thanos, like, you're a chicken, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, why'd she, why was she just using her yeah. Dumbledore wizard power? She was like, too focused on murdering her boyfriend. I don't know. She had a lot going on. Yeah, that was a very stressful time. <laughs> yeah. But and let's, she also was like talking about trauma, too. I mean, she lost her brother. Mm-hmm. She had to like murder her boyfriend, uh, her, her love. Mm-hmm. I do. She's also character growth because her accent disappears as the movies yep. go on. I'm going to assume that was a choice, Elizabeth Olsen, or mm-hmm. sometimes oh like you God. just, and it starts to happen during Civil War. We're like, oh, there's her. Oh, wait, no, she has an accent there. Oh, there it is. And yeah. then by the time I think Endgame happens, there's, it's gone. Yeah, she she's just she's speaking she, American. She's also responsible for the explosion, uh, the Sokovian, the explosion that is the inciting incident of civil war. Oh, yeah. right. Totally. Yeah. And the guilt that she has with that, too, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. two, I think she's so interesting because like she's really chosen to be a hero. You know, like she has these powers like she and that's why she signed up for that program in the beginning Mm -hmm. because her and her brother signed up because they wanted to step up and and, and do something. And I don't know, it's just interesting, like she didn't have to continue working with the Avengers and and she did. And you just 
she really does care. And even during she signs up to go with Captain America on in Civil War, she signs up to be on his side. She's got to go fight yep. these um, super soldiers, which I love like in Civil War, what a red herring that is, because you really think the final battle is going to be them with these super soldiers and they're already, you know, murdered and dead. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she just I just think she's so interesting because she like, really is someone who is choosing to do something with her power and you know even when she's on the run like i would love to see what they were doing in between civil war and infinity war that secret yeah. avengers team with cap falcon winter soldier a black widow or no not mm-hmm. winter soldiers and ice and wakanda but anyways yeah. well let's talk about that there's some there are other characters that we hadn't talked about before so i'm just going to throw a few of them out there and let me know if any of them jump out to you as contenders. I think Scarlet Witch is a perfect contender for this. This is sort of, I hate to say second tier, but second tier Avengers. That's fair. Scarlet Witch, Vision, you've got Falcon, War Machine, Bucky even coming in when he comes in late, but that's not until yeah. later on. But these are sort of those... I'm not certain that anyone on this list is going like yet. War Machine's not going to beat Iron Man. No, you know uh, Falcon's not going to beat Cap. Right, and it, it's, right. I think it's like I think it's keep your eyes on them. Like you know, exactly. in ten years when we come yes. back to have this conversation again, it could be like, whoa, can you? Oh my god, you? Falcon did three, or he now that he's, he's Captain America. Like whoa, remember yeah. when he did that plot line that did that mm-hmm. thing, and I cried, and you know, like who knows? A few other people that we haven't talked about: Hill, Coulson, and. Fury. I love me some Maria Hill. I Maria think she's amazing. Such an underutilized like her and Nick Fury, it's so interesting how they choose to use them. Even Sam Jackson's like, okay, I'm I'm ready. Like I wish they would, because I don't even understand why they're barely used. Like, where are they in Civil War? Where are Mm -hmm. they during? Like, they're kind of there in Ultron, or at least Sam Jackson is, Nick Fury Mm -hmm. is. It just doesn't really make sense to me how come they're not more involved. I have no idea. But I love Maria Hill. So great. Underutilized. And I think that Phil Coulson is one of the great Mm. MCU characters because he is a fan, which I think that is such a fun... A fun thing for him to be, which if you're, I don't know if you guys are keeping up with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Yeah, but where he is now, where his character is now is, uh, he's a consciousness in a life model decoy. Right. Um, that is just an encyclopedia of S.H.I.E.L.D. and a big nerd for it. Yeah, totally. And he is (laughs) is the catalyst for what brings the Avenger, his death by the end is the thing that kind of, Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was such an unexpected thing because he was, and you're right, in the first phase one, he was that one consistent thing that was pretty much in all, somewhat in all the movies, but he mm-hmm. felt like he was the thing that was helping to bring all these things together. He was the sort of connecting dots between everything. Yeah. And then to lose him, it was like, <gasps> Joss yeah. Whedon, of course you would do this because that's what you do. You kill yeah. characters. And I, I know the TV show is within the cinematic universe. I do think I wouldn't make him a finalist. I'm glad we talked about based him, on the 23 movies. Yeah, I mean, just based on yeah. uh, based on everything. He's he his impact now is is limited to his show, right? Mm. And that and that's a lot about not only Ike. Uh, <laughs> we, we won't you. say his full name, but but Jeff Loeb, <laughs> Jeff Loeb, and Kevin Feige's sort of power mm. struggle, which Jeff Loeb was destined to oh, lose. Yeah, and now. Yeah. And now I think he's he's out, or Feige is sort of taking back over, which yeah. is a good thing. Yes. Um, but I think I, it's a great performance and an important character early on. But yeah. by the time we get past the Avengers, 
Yeah, his impact is, about him anymore. Yeah, his impact. You're right. His, well, also they kind of could. It's such a sad story too because it's like Phil Coulson was like alive and ain't nobody know. Those Avengers mm-hmm. never like Iron Man lived and died, never knowing that Coulson was alive again. But yeah. Steve would know because he had he had high enough clearance. Oh, and didn't. Oh, yeah, you're right because he probably you looked at these files, was know. like, oh, Bucky killed, uh, you know, uh, uh, Tony Stark's dad. Oh, Coulson's alive. Uh, <laughs> oh, Nirvana. Now I'm gonna listen to my Nirvana album. Yeah, like that. Oh wait, what Kurt Cobain's days. alive. <laughs> <laughs> What? Oh, the secrets. Oh. Oh, also, so Guardians of the Galaxy is also in phase two, correct? Yeah. Uh, yes. So is there anybody in there that y'all feel like? I, oh, you I got have two. I was you have two. Say, like, is Guardians. Groot? <laughs> no. <laughs> Guardians feels to me like there's not one character. It's, it's they're the best team. It's a, right. They are yeah. all part of. Like it's like if we said who's the greatest rock musician of all time, we couldn't pick a whole band, right? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yes, but Mm. I'm only taking two individuals from the Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm interested to hear, and I will make an argument and see if if the group decides no. Ready to hear? I'm okay. Number one is Rocket. He is not only the actual core Guardian who survives the snap Mm -hmm. but his arc of being the person who needs nobody to finding a team that he can be a part of to Mm -hmm. in the second film learning what it means to be part of a family and Mm -hmm. actually open like his whole thing has been opening himself up to other people so by the time we get to infinity war and he's trying to comfort thor the scene where he gives him his eyeball Mm -hmm. on the ship like he's doing he clearly there's nothing he could want less than to have to comfort somebody else (laughs) he figures that out and it takes the loss of Groot who is his companion and has become what James Gunn has said was that the Groot when he says Groot as he's being snapped away that that what he's saying is dad so Rocket I almost just that's so sad I just got emotional Um, (laughs) but that idea like that he has that responsibility it's taken away from him and then he he never stops being who he is, but he doesn't take anything or anyone for granted, especially mm-hmm. as a character, as a creature yeah. created in a lab. All he has yeah. is hatred and judgment, and he and, fi- and he finds like vulnerability again. And people do say a lot of derogatory things towards him. And by the time mm-hmm. he's in Endgame, he learns to just shrug it off because like he, mm-hmm. like they'll be like, "Oh, you're." They'll call him a rabbit. He doesn't even. He just shrugs it off. In the beginning, he'd be like, "What'd you call me?" And now he's just yeah. like, which I think sucks. Anytime you have to just like deal and cope with derogatory <laughs> words being cut your way, but like mm-hmm. there is definitely growth uh, that does does come with him. Who would be your other person from Guardians? I think this might be the dark horse to take it all, which is Nebula. Oh, it goes from being yeah basically pure that. evil yeah to someone who realizes the trauma that she's gone through, uh, and that the mm-hmm. only person she can really mm-hmm. rely on is her sister, who yeah. she hates only because they were pitted against one another. But right. really, is the only like you've been through what I've been through. And we actually love, like, they become sisters mm-hmm. to her becoming ultimately the the main hero or one of the main heroes of Endgame. That is yeah. a, mm-hmm. that is a full complete character arc 
the performance is off oh, the charts. Oh gosh, this, uh, she's an amazing actress because you oh, can yeah. see her and she everything she does is so different. And I also mm-hmm. just love her in action movies because she's also in Ju- the Jumanji movies. She's you know, she's great in Jumanji. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's interesting as you were talking about Rocket because I was not even thinking about Guardians of the Galaxy because the same thing. I was like, they're a great team, but like individually, like Peter Quill, it's also your fault that like he ruins infinity war because he gets he just literally starts punching thanos they're about to get the glove off and he just starts punching thanos because he's like where'd gamora go and just like you're an idiot thank you for helping everybody get snapped but you know what dr strange knew he was going to be an idiot and was like let's just go with this plan let him act a fool but yeah with nebula it's interesting too because like oh talking about her full circle-ness she's the one that when she meets her sister of the past, when she meets Gamora 2014, she essentially kind of has to do what Gamora had done, the new Gamora had done to her. Because mm-hmm. Gamora's heart opens up when she becomes part of the Guardians of the Galaxy, for better or worse. Like, mm-hmm. we talked about in the before times that I'm glad, I'm, I'm, I will say this, I'm glad that Gamora's dead and that we have old Gamora back yeah. with a little bit of an edge. Who, rebooted Gr- Gamora. I like that they rebooted her. She was getting a little too soft and too little, you know, Mother Denny. I love Gamora as the fiercest woman in the galaxy. She needs a little bit of an edge. Mm-hmm. She can still have an open heart, but she needs to be ready to like knee Peter Quill in both of his balls, right? <laughs> Successfully. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it is Got interesting. Got him both the second time. Yes. <laughs> a great line. <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting. Nebula does have such a, a, a dark journey and where she ends up to and it's also a terrifying person like she's kind of like with scarlet witch you're like phew glad she's uh doing good these days yeah it's interesting that that two of the three that we have taken into this final from this have very similar arcs of starting villains i mean scarlet witch spends way more time as a hero right. and nebula spends way more time as a villain right but their essence is they were essentially up yeah to no good originally yeah yep. but yeah hal i think you're absolutely right about nebula fascinating character that you see literally get torn apart oh it's gut-wrenching it is too. gut-wrenching and just wants the love of her father like when you see her come yeah. back in endgame like she's literally just still and you see the 2000 her old version you're just mm-hmm. like god she just really wanted her father to love her and when her father gets murdered in front of her mm-hmm. she like the blood mm-hmm. splatters and she touches her eye like it's it's on the blood splatters on her and she touches and she also defends him she's like he would yeah. never lie yeah he's many things but not a liar yeah she's a complex character although also ken could you please just snip a drop of mark saying how you were absolutely right I just <laughs> keep that. i'm gonna use that as a ringtone Thank i you, say that all the time uh, <laughs> I, know, I, just realized I don't have i don't go through and find the recordings of it so i can i'm gonna i'm gonna get uh i'm gonna start like hooking up a soundboard we record and I'll go, well, I think it's this. And then before you can say anything, I'll press Ooh, that button. Ooh, good call. Oh, my God. I'm excited. These like, episodes uh, will wrap up chess. so much faster. You've listened to too much Howard Stern <laughs> with having just a button that does things. I mean, you, you need like a yeah. pad in front of you with – Well, Baba Booey. Baba Booey, Baba Booey. Fair. Um, all right. So it sounds like in Phase 2, what we are leaving Phase 2 with is those three, Scarlet Witch, Nebula, and Rocket. Are we all – Yeah, that sounds cool good to that? me. Yeah. Let's yep. move on to Phase 3 then. Phase 3 is – dense yeah and we already um, have our first finalist we already have our first finalist she was finalist. nominated early but that's what isn't that what captain marvel does comes crashing onto the scene just yes. uh, like uh, straight out of the universe yeah like, but she should have shown up at the very <laughs> end doing that right 
I mean, like, <laughs> like 20 minutes left in 23 movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because they just, you know what? It should be like hot. They were like, I, they were just, they were like, we got a sideliner. She's just too powerful. I'm excited because they're going to have to now get, come up with some bigger creatures and beings that. Yeah. But you're also will stop that as a smaller villain. So when you have like, you know, the new, I think there'll be a new Black Widow. I think it, there'll be a passing of the mantle to her sister uh, prediction. You. <laughs> yes. I think will be fabulous. And also give us the like Russian accent I've been needing from a Black Widow. Like I yeah. love you. <laughs> like, but I feel like she was cast because she was cute, you know? Um, <laughs> so. Uh, but yeah, like I am excited to see the bigger things that they will be. But anyways, Captain Marvel nominated. I've already explained. Right. We've, you know, oh, right. By the way, we did, we talked, uh, we didn't really talk much about him, but Ant-Man, a lot of fun. Yeah. Probably not going all the way through because not a huge I, arc. Yeah. Less Paul Rudd. A lot of fun. Paul Rudd's <laughs> amazing. Ever, ever. So fun. Don't ever change. And he doesn't. He doesn't. His face and, never yeah. changes. Never. He is not aged. So this we have, uh, there's a lot of new characters in this. Mm. Uh, the big ones being Dr. Strange. Wait, don't say, let's, let's reveal them through nominations. Oh, wait, wait. Well, we've been, we've been saying what the movies were so far. Oh, oh we're just saying what the Let's go through it. Right. Did you want to nominate one first? You sound excited about one. Do you want to nominate? Okay, so <laughs> nominate, nominate one and then I'll read the list of. Listen, up until Civil War. <laughs> mm-hmm. For oh, 15 years. Oh, uh, really, God. for, at that point, for 38 years, yeah. I had waited for someone who could not only perfectly play the hero, but mm. perfectly play the alter ego. And a mm. lot of that is writing. Mm. There have been some very good actors, both yeah. uh, both in the animation world and in live action, who have stepped into this suit. But nobody occupies Spider-Man like Tom Holland does. That character goes from being not even a street-level hero, but like a, a YouTube sensation, yeah. to essentially being handed the mantle of Tony Stark, to experiencing great grief, even though he gets mm-hmm. snapped away, him yeah. learning the responsibilities that – that with great power comes great responsibility. Mm-hmm. Having to actually live that out yeah. is incredible. And he also suffers from the same problem that Tony does, which is that he creates his own villains. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Sinister Six is coming for him, and he oh, yeah. created Ooh. Scorpion yes, when, he, he when he threw that car. Boy, yeah. Scorpion, that's a, a cool – That's a cool, relatable villain. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. I Yes, I guess I would – it is the best – of the Spider-Mans, we've had many in mm-hmm. the light in the last few years. Also, mm-hmm. just like age appropriately cast. Like I love, I thought Andrew Garfield did a great job, but I'm like, boy, you're 29. Like, why are no. you like? <laughs> I love that he. I, you know what it is? I'm a sucker for someone who's like not afraid to cry on screen because he had mm-hmm. a, many of those moments. Maybe they weren't appropriate. Well, he's like, oh, my parents died, and he's like crying, you know. But it was 29. That seems appropriate. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I this, what a wuss! Like, I can't believe this guy cried when his parents died. Oh man, what's wrong with you, Peter Parker? Andrew Garfield seemed too cool to me. Oh, like that kind of too aloof. I see, yeah, he's a cool yeah. guy. Tom Holland, but Tom Holland's is, such is a perfect. nerd. It's he's great. perfect as Spider Man. Yeah. So here are the movies and the the big ones. We had another Captain America. We had Civil War come in. We had Guardians Two, Thor Ragnarok, and then we had Infinity War, another Ant Man, Captain Marvel. But the big ones that come out of this are the introduction of Spider Man, 
back Black at Panther. back back home at Marvel, Black Panther and yeah. Doctor Strange. Yeah, well, I definitely have to nominate Black Panther, not only because you know right. <laughs> I was working that red carpet, interviewing the cast at the premiere. Yeah. <laughs> um, so definitely, and because it also too was the first time we were having, I think, also the historical context mm-hmm. um, of all the movies had been led by white dudes up until this point, and it's. Yeah. It's a sad thing. I think it's something that Kevin Feige admits is such a blemish on their doing all these movies. And yet mm-hmm. it took this long. It was what the 17th or 18th movie and for mm-hmm. that to have happened. And talking about, so, but first I'm kind of like, you know, what's his arc? He does have a bit of an interesting arc too. As I think something, the three lines, some of our best characters, there's some trauma and adversity that happens. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating because in Civil War, which also a great movie because it introduced us to Spider-Man, uh, yeah. Black Panther. And it's a Captain America movie, and you've also got Iron Man in there, and all these other characters. It is a, it's a master. It's what the Russo brothers were able to do. They mm-hmm. did it with such pure perfection. But T'Challa first starts off on a vengeance mission. He is going to murder the person who killed his father. He is yeah. blinded by that, and you kind of yep. see like he's really not ready to be the Black Panther. He's not ready to be king. You know, there's mm. he's just driven by just this. And you get to that very last moment. He's got his claws drawn, ready to kill Zemo, who he realized did. Uh, this entire plot and realize if he does that, he becomes Zemo because that's what yeah. Zemo was doing. Was doing this, you know, revenge, revenge plot. And then when you go into Black Panther, it just, you know, his, you know, he has all this power, but then he loses it. And I think anytime, like, I think any of the great heroes, you have to see them without their power at some point. And Iron yeah. Man does this because he gets in Iron Man 3, he's got no suit and he still has to try to figure out how to be a hero without that. And I think mm-hmm. uh, T'Challa has that moment as well. I think it's hard because we still have more movies to go to sort of see where else he's going to go. But I definitely think he deserves to be nominated. Absolutely. I think his, and tell me what you guys think of this. I think his arc is more interesting in Civil War than it is in Black Panther. Totally. Like in Black Panther, it's great. It seems the more the like he does he's more complicated Mm -hmm. in Civil War. I think the best character for me out of Black Panther, the most interesting character Killmonger. Killmonger is Yeah. Killmonger is one of the great we and he was right down to the to the end in our villains episode. He's a great villain. And the only reason why I could see him not taking the villain title is he's only been in one movie. But one the movie. fact that he can be in the running, that yeah. that performance is so good that he could be in the running of only one movie, which means yeah. like figure out a way to bring him back. Like <laughs> he's brilliant, and he does. Uh, Michael B. Jordan does the best version I've ever seen of a villain knowing he's lost. Yeah, and 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 at the end when he knows he's lost. Your heart breaks for him. Right. It is, he, it is such a masterful performance. And you also understand freedom from slavery. Yes. Yeah. So you understand like what's been driving him, like a good, like, you know, everybody has a backstory, like hurt people, hurt people, right? So it's mm-hmm. like about finding out, well, what has hurt this person? And you find out what has, you know, driven that in the same way that like you understand what's driving Loki's hurt and his pain and suffering where he's just thought he feels like a full fledged person. And you're right. Unfortunately, his 
full circle kind of humanness definitely outshadows T'Challa's and in, in Black Panther where yeah his kind of character development already sort of happened in Civil War and yeah by the time you get him you're just like oh he's got to get the throne back <laughs> yeah he's fully a good guy getting the throne back and stoic right and Killmonger yeah. is this charismatic uh-huh. like over the top yeah yeah you know hi auntie like he oh just, god so good so, it's <laughs> like just little moments with him he's so good in that movie yep yeah i think black panther is full of characters that could go through to the finals i know we can't we've already got 11 on the list because i definitely <laughs> put killmonger on there oh great yeah i would definitely would and but nakia is great okoye is Okoye's the yeah. I would win for best Marvel badass. I think. Yeah, totally. I think that'd even be worth doing. Like, I guess I don't like second, like not sidekick because I don't want to relegate mm-hmm. anyone to that. But if you did like best like secondary characters of Marvel, you yeah. know, I think she definitely she could crush it. Could take it and crush it. I mean, she did such a great job in Black Panther that they were rewriting her into the other when they were mm-hmm. doing the reshoots for Infinity War and Endgame. They're like, "Oh, we got to give her more part because she's so good." I mean, she's you know, even- you get you get you get a a, a pedigreed theater actor and Broadway <laughs> playwright to come in and play this amazing badass character. She's going to find all these different sort of levels. Yeah. I mean, the world of Black Panther is such a, it's a rich movie. It's the only movie that I watch and like, I have no notes or rewrites. Like there's nothing that I'm like, Oh, I wish this would have happened. Like it was so satisfying start to finish the characters. Like the first time you got to really see so many strong Mm -hmm. women. Also Shuri is, I mean, come on the greatest scientist of, like you, you could have saved so many movies. Like, oh, you could yeah. have saved us so much time. Just send them to Shuri. Send them to Shuri. Yeah, and like, who knows? You know, had she not been snapped, she could probably could have figured out the time travel thing like that. Like, yeah. she, yep, it was able to just go toe to toe with Bruce Banner in terms of like actually outshined him in terms of yeah. like intelligence and knowledge. You know, well, also Wakanda is a few hundred years. Fair, yeah. It's she- it's Alexandria three thousand <laughs> compared to the rest of the world. Oh, what about Valkyrie? Talking about tragic Oh, yeah, we didn't, we didn't talk about Valkyrie when yeah. we talked about... Or, no, Ragnarok's in this one, right? Yeah, we're in there, yeah. First in Ragnarok. Yeah, she's... I like Valkyrie. Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah. She's that... We talk about the, trauma, like overcoming. She's the only person to survive of the Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. Like, she's a bit of an alcoholic at first and becomes queen. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. Her... King. <laughs> I think I think she's great. I think that she... she they really tipped their hand at the beginning when they introduced Valkyrie. And I was like, oh, okay. This is you being a bad guy. Yeah. We know you're going to be a good guy <laughs> by the end of this movie. We know where this is going. Yeah, we exactly. know where your arc is, you know. It was great. But she had to earn it, right? She did, she and she did a great to, job. You know, sort, sort of go about it. But I, okay, no, another character that I'm just like, I'm excited to watch and see. Where, she could go where in cool going. places. Yeah. I have one more that I love that I just want to throw out from Black Panther because I think he is the shortest version of I'm selfish. Nah, okay, never mind. No, I'm not. Is M'Baku. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, right? man. Yeah. M'Baku he... was like, I'm a selfish jerk. Well, okay. Oh, okay. And he did that in the length of time other people would take 10 movies to Yes. Do. Winston yeah. Duke, who I love, he was one of my favorites to interview at the Black Panther. Well, oh, yeah. I don't have a favorite, but he just was, because they all were wonderful. He just is such a friendly, nice, wonderful, just charming man. Yeah. Big villainy yeah. dudes are always the nicest. Yeah. He's also <laughs> great in the, in the new Spencer stuff on Netflix. 
Oh, I haven't oh, seen, I haven't it. seen. He was he and, Hawk. Um, and Us, he was also great. Like, uh, mm-hmm. And I don't know how Lupita Nyong'o did not win the Oscar for Us. Like, She was so phenomenal She's brilliant. in that. I mean, uh, Nakia is not going to win this much in the no. same way that... <laughs> She yeah. did not win an Oscar. Also, was Nakia just on a mission for all of Avengers Infinity War and Endgame? Yeah, what like, the hell? Just, yeah. Oh, her mission. Yeah, I know her mission. She was actually helping out the Rebellion defeat the First Order. Okay, that's where she was. She was over yeah. over yeah. there. Doing she was at the other end business. of Disney. Yeah, yeah. kind of similar to like when, as I think like sometimes like when the Roosters are doing these movies and they're kind of all happening at the same time, they don't know what all the other movies are doing and how popular mm. they are. And so it's sort of like, they didn't know that Valkyrie was like going to be as popular and amazing. And when you get to infinity war and you see all these dead ass guardians, you're like, um, excuse me, where is Valkyrie? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, Oh, we already did the reshoots for infinity oh, war. We'll God. get her an end game. We'll get her an end game. Don't worry. We'll, we'll squeeze her in. She was sleeping. <laughs> yeah, there was. I, I forget. There was. I think the Russo brothers were at like their old junior high school, and kids were asking questions. And one of them's like, "What happened to Valkyrie? Is she okay?" And they were very tight-lipped about what happened to anybody who didn't see. And they were like, "She's okay." They had to tell the little junior high oh schooler that like, <laughs> oh, he was okay. She's in New Asgard yeah. on the docks <laughs> fishing. Um, I have another nomination. Okay, if I may, please. And that is, uh, well, I, he's not, I don't think he's a finalist, but he's one to watch. And mm-hmm. that's the guy who, to me, reading the comics growing up was always the deus ex machina, which is Dr. Stephen Strange. Yeah. 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 Totally. We haven't really talked about that movie, but that was brilliant. Yeah. It's a very good. I movie. love that movie. I think Cargill did a, uh, Robert Cargill shout out, did a great job on that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hungry for the sequel. It's so interesting what a dis, it'll, I think it'll have the longest period between. It, and it's it's sequel, you know, oh, yeah. very oh, yeah. long it's time, be five six years, right? Yeah, totally. I'm excited for the direction it's going to go. And two, it's like Doctor Strange is the one that predicted he is, in a sense, a quiet Deus Ex Machina because he is the one that saw all the different scenarios and mm-hmm. was like, "This is the only one." I have to and- hand him the time stone because otherwise, out of what sixteen billion possibilities that he. Yep. Sat there and looked through. Yep. He yeah. went through all, all, all of those. And I also to what I do appreciate because I was interested to see. It's so interesting to see the different directions of snark each of these characters have. Cause I was like, well, how is his snark going to be different than Tony's stark is snark? Mm-hmm. And it's very yeah. different. I'm sad we don't get any more scenes with them together because their dynamic is just so wonderful. Their status yeah. game is so fun. Yes. Their status totally. game of Tony being like, Every room he walks in, he is the highest status guy in the room. Yes. Except when he is in a room with Doctor Strange, who's like, no, I'm a wizard. Yeah, totally. And I do love that, like, Stephen Strange, although he's kind of new to the, like, he has this old sort of soul. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm protecting, similar to like, Captain Marvel's like, listen, I'm protecting a lot. Like, Stephen Strange is the same thing. It's just ownership of, like, yeah, I'm doing a lot of things. Like, I have my finger on the pulse of what's going on. Like, it just has such strong ownership and it catches Tony Stark off guard. His yeah. hero's quest feels very pure, though, in that movie. I don't even, I was thinking about this. I don't even remember how he became, I don't even really honestly. He got in the car car accident. accident. I know the car accident. And then. Or his ability to use his hands. Then he goes to Tibet and meets uh, Tilda Swinton. 
Okay. Talk, but why him? Benjamin Bratt. Because Benjamin oh, Bratt yeah. was, uh, yes. was the one, he, when he's going through the physical therapy, he's like, this is impossible. He's like, oh yeah, this guy learned to walk again. So he went and talked to him. Right. And then Benjamin Bratt was like, Camartage and sent yes. him there. But also, the character to watch from out of that movie, who will be a multiverse of madness, is Baron Mordo. Yeah. Yeah. Baron Mordo. And, and you know, they, they tease that at the end. Too, yeah. Like, too many. I guess, but why is Steven Strange, I guess I don't know, like, why did, like, why does he get to be the next sorcerer? I was trying to piece, that was the only thing I was rewatching when I was, I, I, it's been a, I skipped oh, this one. It's fated to be. Which is you why, really? That's why it's, when they get to Endgame. I loved it. It's just, I feel like I had seen it so many times. I was like, yeah. I remember what happened. And then clearly yeah. I don't remember this part. It's, yeah. he's, he's fated. Cause that's why, that's why when the Hulk goes to, uh, visit the ancient one. Right. He says, you're about to, she already knows. Because she holds the time stone, she knows right. who the next source of supreme will be. Mm, right, right, right. And she can only see as far as her life and timeline goes, which is why yes. she makes the choice to do what it is that she's going to do. Because she's mm-hmm. trusting that if he's mm-hmm. seen all these different scenarios, he's choosing the right one. So, yep. fair. Okay. So, guys, do we have our list? I think so. I can't think sure. of anybody who's... Yeah. So, who... Did you... Did we put... Strange on there or Mordo or we we talked about him. I think or we, we gave him a nod, yeah. a, a, a hat nod. We said, Rising stars. "We see you, right? <laughs> Keep your eyes on these ones." I was trying yeah. to. I was trying to. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of great rising stars in there. <laughs> Here's what I will do: give us the finalists, and I uh-huh. will type them into the chat so we can see all of them. Oh, oh that's, that's great, great idea. Can you can cut this part out? No, um, leave it in. No, oh, just just us waiting while they typing need, happens. Yeah, they need to. Yeah. They need to hear and feel the process. I'm Hunt and Peck. I've just got to. All right, <laughs> that's how my father types. He still is a Hunt and Peck typer. Really? Wow. Yeah, and he does it quickly. But he's like, don't you want to? Because I did that because that's what I saw him doing. And then eventually right. I was like, oh right, I have ten fingers. I should use all of them when I I'm using all of these. I'll say this though, as a older guy, he's pro- no offense, Bill. Uh, he's. <laughs> Probably spent spent time on a typewriter, and having recently bought to play around with a typewriter, oh. Hunt and Peck is a lot easier on your fingers. Yeah, because like a keyboard on a computer is just you know it's like right, really right. flat, but His like first you've got to really give some some oomph to some it. Those gusto, buttons mean yeah. business. Yeah. His first job was uh, taking dictation on a steamship, so he worked with a really old typewriter. <laughs> oh, my God. I just heard, like, old-timey piano music yeah. being played oh in the head. God. He wore arm garters yeah. to work. <laughs> it was, he, was on, he was on a paddle wheeler down the Mississippi. Yeah, that's right. What I'm envisioning. That's where I went. All right. Oh I'm going to read these off uh, and Go tell ahead. me if I've missed any of them. Yeah. Captain, Iron mm-hmm. Man, Loki, Scarlet Witch, Rocket, Nebula, Spider-Man, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, and I had put Killmonger, but did we put Killmonger on the list? He's on there I now. Him, I gave him, I gave him the shout out just yeah. today. Cause I, <laughs> right. cause I think that's the best. I think that's, yes, Loki is in a million things, but my God, Killmonger is. The and best has thing about probably two, I think to uh, another case for him. Okay. He's only in one movie, but he has probably the most grounded emotional depth. Mm-hmm. Out of anybody, right? He's I think really that's con- Jordan. And he's, but he's connected to like real issues, you know, mm-hmm. when he mentions, you know, slave ships and, and like being part of, you know, why he was doing what it was that he was doing, wanting to bring some power to 
his people, to his community, you know? Yeah. All right. We now have our list. Wow. It's a nice list. Uh, we have a list of 10 <laughs> characters. We've whittled down thousands. I mean, that's a 10. good list. That's a, it was not a h- easy task. Like, fact that we have 10 out of like the millions that there are. <laughs> yeah. How do you want to do this? Do you want to do the one by one? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I here's what these, I think. Okay. I think yeah. here's the thing. If we do the eliminations, I'm going to get so upset when someone eliminates <laughs> one that I love, but right. I'm willing to do it. We love all of this. I don't want, so I don't we, want this to be another pretzel episode. Uh-oh. I would, I would suggest. Oh yeah. I don't know. You, I'm, you're probably not familiar, but our, we wound up with pretzel rods as a shape because neither of us would move. And we, <laughs> yeah, we had finalists and how neither of us. I was the correct, was, I was the <laughs> pretzel Ooh. shape is the correct pretzel shape. Oh, wow. Um, I'm not waiting Wrong. on this one. <laughs> Wrong. It's the figure eight. Anyway. Ken, you can cut all that out. Yeah. No. How, uh, uh, <laughs> we'll go. Mark, you'll go first. Then I'll me, never know. And then James. Say oh, we how. each are going to eliminate. We're oh, we're going to go. We're that, go this is how, this is how we do this. One by one, we are going to go around and eliminate different <laughs> characters. That's right. Fair. So let's, let's do I, it. I hope we, are, right. we don't wind up fighting one another. Yeah. yeah. I think also, too, I'm, I am going to, as much as I have my passions, but I'm also going mm. to, I've heard, I came in with an open heart and I listened to what you all had to say as well. So yeah. as I'm making my eliminations, I'm taking that into consideration. Okay. That is, that is this very, is very... I'm surprised. I'm not, I did not think I was going to be this big coming into this because I have very big. I was like, I'm not here to make friends, but I made <laughs> friends. So yeah, you, what you, you didn't come here looking for friends, but you walked away with family. That's right. Oh, oh. yeah. We became our own little mini Avengers. Right. That's right. Mark, who are you going to eliminate? Am I, so I'm starting with it. You're first and then me and then James. <laughs> Great. I feel like this could be bitter. Like, <laughs> I know. I don't want to do anything bitter. I'm going to eliminate. <laughs> Hmm. I mean, I think he's, I think he's a great character. I think he doesn't work without his team. I think he's a lot of fun, but I'm going to eliminate Rocket. You f- <laughs> I know that got bleep, but I also know you're oh all going to know. Guys. You're all going to know. This is going to get, this is going to be, this is tough. I know. Okay. Uh, uh, who's so going me, next? Me yeah, next. you go. You go. Well, you have to say something nice about the one that you're eliminating when you <laughs> Listen, eliminate it. He, he is an outstanding villain and a great complex character who who lives who lives and dies within one film. I think we have to eliminate Killmonger, which yeah. you almost did anyway, Mark. He's yeah. fantastic, but not enough for the body of work of everybody still left. Right, man. Yeah, this feels like Jenga. I feel like I'm playing a game of Jenga right the, now. Like the, like the entire podcast <laughs> is going to go tumbling down. By yeah, because actually, I now wish I went earlier because now it's getting down. You know, we're already starting to get down there. Okay, all right. Um, okay, I'm scratching them up on here. Okay, yep. I'm gonna go uh, purely because I think that they have already won a title, and I think that they're a really great character, a very complex villain. I think they already have a title, and I think there's other people that deserve that recognition. So I'm going to take off Loki. You f- I know. How <laughs> no. are you going to say that? After <laughs> no, just those There's two. There's great people still left. <laughs> Someone's got to no. take the title. <laughs> it makes sense. It makes sense. Okay, I'm going to because again, we'll see how she turns out in the future. Okay, but oh. I think in the in the <laughs> villainous, like scary villain character turned good guy. Yeah. I think there can be only one as we move forward. And I think it's Nebula over Scarlet Witch. 
Fair. So I'm going so to eliminate Scarlet I'm eliminating Witch. Scarlet right? Witch. Yeah. Okay. So that Fair. means we have Cap, Iron Man, Nebula, Spidey, and Captain Marvel. Black Panther Black and Panther Captain Marvel. And too, Black yeah. Panther. Yeah. Ooh. This you know, is a Karen's yeah. choice. I mean, yeah. Here's here's what's tough. I'm I'm on the fence. We've got Captain Marvel on one hand, and, and by the way, there is an answer. actual Karen on this list. That's, that's <laughs> true. Right. There's a real Karen. Here. It's a literal uh, Karen's sorry, choice. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> it's so hard to eliminate any of the heroes who have had years and years mm-hmm. to do their characters, and I want mm. to see more out of both Captain Marvel and Black Panther. Mm-hmm. I. I think I have to go only because his arc in Civil War was so much stronger than his arc in his own movie. Whereas the themes in that movie are yeah. way bigger. The idea yeah. of colonialism and, mm-hmm. and isolationism and re- really like you could argue that Killmonger is the hero of that film. Yeah. That he goes through the transformation. Right. I, I have to for now mm. eliminate the Black Panther. That's fair. Who I expect mm-hmm. to be back. And back very soon. That is very fair. But he made the list, and that's, you know. Yeah. Deservedly. Deservedly made. Very deservedly. Yes. Oh, my God. Is it my – whose turn is it? Tell me it's not mine. It's yours. No. Oh, my God. (laughs) Man. Okay. Who is left? Captain America. Captain America, Iron Iron Man, Man, Spider-Man, Captain Marvel, and Nebula. Okay. I'm going to uh, make some people angry here in this moment. Um, I think this is exciting. Because, <laughs> you're like, bring on the drama. Yeah, drama. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. I This feels like a reality television show. Someone's not getting a rose. <laughs> okay. You are very wonderful. And I think you've got a great future ahead of yourself. You've definitely been through drama. But I think you're just at the very beginning. And I think there's still more to come from you. And uh, my sense is tingling that. Oh. not be getting the title oh. of best character. So I'm going to eliminate Spider-Man. He's young. He's got time. He's got a bright future ahead of himself. He's going places. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Now we're down to four. We're down to four. Look, I hate to do this. Oh, God. I eliminated her counterpart on the last go round. <laughs> oh, you're co- oh, don't do it. I'm taking Nebula off the list. Wow. If we're looking, if we are look, because if we're looking at it, it, now it's coming down, it's less about eliminating. It's more about keeping characters in. True. In my mind. Yeah, that's, and yeah. I don't think we can in good conscience say that Nebula is the best character in the MCU when we still have Iron Man, Captain America, and Captain Marvel on the list. I think she is a great... She's not going to make the podium, but she's a great fourth. How is very... How is distraught right now? You're like... Are you okay? Say something. Are you okay, Hal? Just not smart. What? Oh my gosh. Dark, I think that was, that was my like underground. Yeah. Uh, rocky you to win it all. I but know. I, it was, I get it. I get I, it. I wouldn't have taken her off the list. Like I would have seen her to the end, but, um, you know, Mark, is look, not- <laughs> James, it was her or Captain Marvel. So. I know. I know. <laughs> and I appreciate it. Yeah. I was, <laughs> you know, cause I'm literally like, I might end up throwing a table within the next one. So. I mean, Captain Marvel can <laughs> save a <laughs> universe. <laughs> Coming into this, like, uh, I had an idea in my head of who I thought the best character was. Yeah. And as much as I love these three, 
Oh God! Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to take. I'm going to take my own pick out, and I'm going to eliminate Captain America. Wow! We've already, we've already wow. proven that in Captain America versus Iron Man, Captain America wins. So it's time mm. for a new champion to be crowned. Wait, how have we determined that? Because we did that episode. <laughs> it's been a lot of years. Oh no, no, that but I, that episode was specifically about about civil, civil war, war, about the about the the mentality of the two in civil mm. war. Oh man, I just but please, I, I didn't mean to stop you from making your decision. <laughs> we already I, know who you want, Mark. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I think. You're going to be oh. the one deciding, James. I mean, oh. yeah. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to eliminate Cap. Which captain? America. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and, and we're going to see what you, James Arthur. No. Let's see if James minority, Arthur. Minority Corner host and former Marvel correspondent and, oh. and human ray of sunshine. Oh, my God. Pick? This is what a, I. This is probably... I love you guys, but this is the hardest decision I've ever had to make in my entire life. <laughs> I've right. had to choose between which guy I was going to date, which college yep. I was going to go to, and yet this was gonna move is to, the hardest decision. What job I was going to take? What which there was two plays, two conflicting shows, but this is the hardest one. It's of course. okay because going into this, I have to say I I'm going to be completely honest. I already have mm. my mind made up, and I had like a ranking order, and. Mark has said some things that really made me think when we're talking about best character. And I will say it's very, I think it's interesting it comes down to these two people because I will say what Captain Marvel is able to do in just the, the few times that we've seen her, it really stands out. There's a lot of character arc. There's a lot of depth. She's very multifaceted, you know? But then when we look at... It's sort of like looking at the founding fathers. Like Iron Man has done so much. You just don't really have an MCU without the work that Robert Dunny Jr. did that, you know, Tony Stark does. You hear him go the clank at the very end of this infinity saga that wraps up 23 movies. And so I think though it's fitting because I think Captain Marvel, I think it will be passing the torch on to the next person who I think when we have this conversation 10 years from now, I think we will mm-hmm. be like, wow, Captain Marvel was, is the best. And it pains me to say this because this is not where I, I was. This is the one that I was like, I'm not going to let it be this. I'm not going <laughs> to let it be this. But you are very effective. And I have to crown that. Are we doing it together? What's happened? Do I just say it? I'm just going to come just out and say, say it. it. You, you say it. And then I will, I will etch it into stone. It's for sort of like. More. I also feel sick saying it, but I'm grateful that this has happened. I'm grateful that he exists and did his thing. But the best Marvel Cinematic Universe character is I am Iron Man Tony Stark. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, well that's done. <laughs> <the> level <laughs> you, I feel you I knew now, this is where it was going to end up. I had all. a feeling going in. I was like. It was inevitable. It's, it, that's, it, very, that's very Thanos of you. The, the, yeah. He was he was inevitable. I'm not going to say inevitable, <laughs> but that's like saying you know who's the best English language playwright. We can talk about you know we can talk about some great contemporary playwrights, but we're going to wind up with Shakespeare at the end of the day. Uh, yeah. That's a fair uh, point. Well, I'll now make our I didn't mean to disappoint you, James. I, I mean, I like just I've, not what I thought my day was I'm going so to sorry. end. I'm so sorry. 
Mother. I had a great time. I'm oh, sad. Oh, I mean, I'm grateful oh. that Iron Man was, it's great. I, I, you know, you know, but he does have such a great, beautiful journey. You know, he, who he starts off as and who he ends up as. I guess it's really inspiring because he was, you know, this playboy warmonger type guy. And by the end of it, he's this family man who is filled with just trying to do right. He wasn't mm-hmm. born with it the way that, you know, maybe Steve Rogers was or even Carol was, you know, but he gets there and he makes such the ultimate sacrifice and is willing to do so. So I feel good about it. It's, it's, you're right. This is, this was a good choice. Yay, Iron This was man. a fun time. Yeah. That look, it's. Sorry, how it's about, it's about yeah. the journey, not the, about the uh, journey. I mean, I, right. I, it does feel a little guilty that in this wonderfully diverse world of characters, we ultimately decided that the best character was the rich, straight white dude. It's kind of like we ended up with Joe Biden, you know? We ended up with like, <laughs> <laughs> Joe Biden of the MCU. It's like, oh, yeah, that works. Yeah, uh, we all knew oh, all roads were going to end up here, anyways. Now and- I'm picturing Joe Biden in that OG Mark One Iron Man suit coming out of the cave oh, totally. in bad guys people of the world anthony edward stark gets to add one more title to his list of superlatives he's now a billionaire genius philanthropist playboy and the best mcu character asked and answered james arthur well Thank this, you for joining us. I, thank you for having me. I, this was a riveting conversation. Again, having just watched all 23 movies, apparently mm-hmm. except for Doctor Strange, um, I know that was not on purpose. Uh, this was such a cathartic moment to be able to come together with you two and just have this conversation out. So it was uh, someone had to have this conversation. And I'm glad that it was us to have it. Amen. Yes, me too. Tell everybody about Minority Corner. Oh, for yes. people who are not familiar. Well, yes. So I am a self-proclaimed sexy blurred, and we do have uh, it's a black nerd, um, and we do have conversations. Oh, we, we podcast. Don't... We know what a blurred is. Oh, okay, yeah. Fair. okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, do you know where you are? Uh, we have. What's nice is like we have nerdy talk on on Minority Corner, but we don't get to usually go this in depth. So this was like a breath of fresh, just to be able to do this. It was really lovely. Um, the minority corner, we're on the, we're on the maximum fun network, just like y'all. We're a part of the max fun fam bam. And we've been running for about, you know, five years now. And we are a show that dives into pop culture, news, politics, stuff you should have learned in history, all from like an intersectional lens that is melt with a lot of, you know, there's a lot of fun, but there's a lot of like, you know, we dive in deep to some of these conversations and give a lot of side eyes to a lot of people. And uh, it's a lot of fun. You should definitely check it out. Come on over. And uh, the debate might continue. I love yeah. it. Well, thank you for coming and helping us settle this debate. This debate is closed. But please reach out to us on Twitter. Check out the Maximum Fund subreddit. Or you can email us at wegotthispodcast at gmail.com. Or go to the Facebook group. Talk about the MCU characters you love and share gifts. Because I like to look at them. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thanks, of course, to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you, the people of the world, for giving us an opportunity to sit down with this ray of sunshine (laughs) and talk about something that clearly all three of us are very passionate about. And we hope you're passionate about it, too. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. Don't worry, everybody. We We got got this. We got this. MaximumFun.org. 
Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.